2: So there are two trailers that I totally forgot to add to the show. Um, so there's the Falcon and Winter Soldier midpoint trailer, and then there's that.
1: Yeah, wow. we talked about. I that. hadn't even seen that trailer, but you guys talked about it.
2: the Falcon and Winter
1: I mean, Soldier, have- or the no, of course was? I've seen that one. He's talking about the TV Vista spot West. too. Have you seen the TV spot? I have not seen the TV spot. That really shows what's going to happen next. Like, <laughs> I don't
3: want to see it. I don't want to know. I don't want to see it either. I thought you said you didn't care about spoilers. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I at the end of the day, like, I don't. I'm not a huge thing, but if it's like, if I can choose one, then I'm like, listen here, listen here, Nick
2: doll. I'm going to need Nick. I'm going to need you to like pick a thing, pick a side and stay there as opposed to (laughs) nicking it up where you're just like, I'm just, you know, within the the span of a conversation, at least, at least you wait between episodes to do it. Like Nick does it midstream, but you're like from episode to episode changing your sentence. (laughs) It wasn't even mid episodes.
1: It was earlier this week on Slack. It's been a few days. It hasn't even been between episodes.
3: We'll talk. Uh, I we'll immediately talk was like, "What are about? You We'll talk about my spoiler philosophy. Upset. We will talk about our conversation. We'll talk about my philosophy at, in the actual episode when we're talking about the goddamn news. I feel like this is the episode. This, no, is, no, the episode. this is the episode. This is the. Okay. This could be the show. the show. This could be the show. You know why I take my goddamn pills?
2: <laughs> your old man pills? Such a cholesterol.
3: I got a fucking pill. Is are not?
2: Are you? Are you? Downing no that's down,
3: that's me downing the pills. My like Kirsten she gives me shit constantly because I I'm the apparently the only person who like does that to like get the get get the pills at the back of the throat before you swallow.
1: Yeah, I only do that if I'm not using liquids. If I'm using is you just
3: You don't you don't use liquids? You just On occasion, you don't have a liquid. You freaking dry with you. it. But normally like, yeah, I, I do like, and house. then the water washes it all like, through just without just me having to do up. that. I always wonder that on freaking movies and shit where they go like and they go just chew it how up. How do you do that? No, I
2: tried that. It's disgusting. It's terrible. It's awful. You do the head thing. Yourself. You
3: can
1: swallow pills. But I was
2: like, otherwise. "Oh man, house is so cool." The way he chews up medication. I was like, "Oh, this is terrible."
3: Well, I'm never. Tre- <laughs> so I got a pill caddy when I turned twenty-eight <laughs> because I got vestibular migraines. Dick remembers this. I uh, I got dizzy. I was literally dizzy for a year and a half straight, and then eventually, after going one, to many two, doctors, three, four, one of five, it's just the six, days of the week. Oh, how many pills? Oh, They're just okay. vitamins. Oh okay. Um there is there's theres their magnesiums, their are 10s and there're B2 vitamins. What about coke? Anyway. Anyway, uh I remember I posted on Twitter and one of my friends was just like, "What the fuck, dude? How old are you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is my future." Good question. 30-day pill caddy. Back at like 23 or 24, but it died in a
1: car accident. All my pills weren't everywhere.
2: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what does what's that mean? the what? I mean, I got in a car accident, I had the thing in my car, I told my car, and the thing with the 30 days worth of pills exploded, and it was thrown forward.
2: Did you forget <laughs> to take one of the pills, and that's what caused the accident?
1: <laughs> why did you... Why did was you was my like... medication.
3: <laughs> okay, you don't have another 30-day one, though?
1: No, I never got another pill thing. I just take them.
3: Okay. Anyway, we should talk about stuff. We should, we should actually dive stuff. in.
1: We should, in, into the,
2: we should into introduce the, the show, and then talk about things. Uh, hello. And welcome to Breaking Geek Raver, the podcast, the premiere and flagship podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, trying to do my sexy voice. Also in the room, we've Same. got Nick. Nick, what's your name? Wrath of... Con- no, Undiscovered Country Doll. Yeah, right? Uh, that, yeah. that one
1: pops up the most. but people That was awesome.
2: Were you really born? Is lot. that when you were born, when it came out?
1: I don't know. I typed in 1988 and Star Trek, which is the only rules, and that came no. out.
2: No. Okay, so that's it's not, not good true. Up for a
1: lot of people who... Like, it, That's I don't really know why it's coming up with a lot of years. I think it's because he's what like saying, like, about? okay, so there was a Star Trek. Don't thing explain it started. to him. Don't, yeah, well, don't, the audience yeah. is listening. Um, Whatever. Where it's like, type in your birthday I and mean, like your birth year and Star Trek and see what uh, GIF comes up. And mine But the thing
2: is, is, yours is wrong. Yours is showing Undiscovered Country, which came out in the 90s. I was yeah, like, I very distinctly it. remember seeing that when it came out in theaters and there's no way
1: no but that's what i'm saying it's not why would it correlate to your birth year necessarily not everyone's typing in undiscovered country 19 release 1988 however the gift is gif is labeled so a lot of people are getting it because it's a quote where he like mentions like what direction to the left and what direction to the right and like using numbers so i think it just pops up for a lot of people's random numbers
2: no it's what no that's peter pan
1: well he had i don't
2: know second star to the right
1: so it's the morning. a similar quote yeah. on that stupid gif. I'm not looking it up. All I know is I've seen at least 10 people who have it who are it's, obviously it's not, not my age.
2: So it's the last line from Star Trek Discover, wow, Star Trek Discovery. It's <laughs> Star Trek VI, the Undiscovered Country. And they're like heading captain. And it, he says something like second star to the second star to the right, straight on till morning. And it's a send-off for that crew. And so yeah. that's what happens. It
1: comes up for a lot of people because he's using number. I don't know. A lot of I've seen someone who looks like I don't know. It
3: doesn't respond. Hang on a second. Here. Yes. One, two. Wait, wait. No, no. One. Yes. I think this is number one in the list of conversations I do not give a fuck about. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Look
1: at all I that, think it's like, up there. Put into that
3: <laughs> man. <laughs> Just wait till we get to the part that about the anime.
1: Terrible,
2: I did
3: watch. Terrible. Terrible. See how they can't all be winners. They can't all be winners.
2: You sometimes you have to go for you, it. You needed Danny here because Danny is the one with the biggest heart, right? Like he would have laughed out of pity. <laughs> he was like, oh, you're doing that joke thing I get it <laughs>
3: American like humor it indicates This should be a joke, American humor No, it's just dumb Dumb shit so jammer funny. humor
1: Unless it's about soccer It's not funny, I mean football American humor doesn't amuse me <laughs> So let's get into like the Mr. Show. Ted
2: Lasso So obviously Nick is here Jammer's here, Danny is missing uh, Which is Good. Uh, We've actually kicked him off for the show. Like, he did not want to talk about Fast and Furious 9 trailer. So we were like, adios. (laughs) You didn't want him to. I didn't, like... That's not why he... Yeah, that's why he left. I can't deal with his bullshit when it comes to Fast and Furious. Like, I will say this. I don't get very excited about things. I I hesitate to even use the word exciting. But Fast and Furious trailers give me a level of pure, unadulterated joy that almost nothing rivals Marvel might be the only thing and it's only certain Marvel movies. But every Fast and Furious movie, every time I see a trailer, I'm like, "Oh my god. Just, I'm a child. I get super excited." So, that's me with most franchises.
3: So, yeah, let's talk about, about the the new trailer that dropped. It's a Magnets! They like to ha- they like to have girthy trailers for the Fast and Furious franchise. It is Jesus. rare to find a trailer that's under 3 minutes long like, as of late. This is the and whole movie yeah yeah it's like one of those it's it's long it felt like one of them it was funny because like the way i started it and like i'm never i'm actually it's a lie i'm never excited it's not true i'm always excited but like for this one like whenever whenever it comes to fast and furious like i'm like i'm always just like another fast and furious why not i'm like freaking brad pitt from once upon a time in hollywood (laughs) and uh (laughs) getting ready to smoke an acid you know an acid rolled (laughs) cigarette and um or acid dip cigarette rather and uh i'm like all right sure we'll get this a shot and then they, they show what looks like the end of the movie with them do, having barbecues and shit or maybe it's the beginning i think it's the end but whatever uh and then we get into a bunch of action scenes i'm like okay okay it gives this plot and then it's just about a minute and a half of pure unadulterated uninterrupted explosions car magnets don't, don't. and pushing and pulling and sidewinding and running and jumping and Twisting and turning and bopping and weaving and all that. The same stuff.
1: song from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer, that I never heard until that trailer. Is you ready? Oh, like
3: <laughs> I didn't know that. But um by the I end of it, I was just like the reason I know by the end of it, I was just kind of like, Okay, okay, you know what? All right. And then about two minutes in, I'm like, okay, I'm good. In about two and a half, all right, I'm stop. And then it kept going. No. And uh at the end of it, I was still excited. So I think they showed too much, but I don't care. I'll still see it. It's a good time. I'm ready to get back in theaters.
2: So I'm gonna pull the jammer. Um, so remember last episode where I was like, hey, you know, trailers get too long and I turn it off because like once I've decided that I'm going to watch mm-hmm. a thing, then I just turn it up. Like this is the one where I was like, no just now gonna it's keep a on going, just keep going, just keep going. It's
1: not a nick doll anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not a nick doll. So it's only a nick doll if it's mid-sentence. If it's a jammer, <laughs> it's between like meeting to meeting. That's the difference. Um what i did think was hilarious about this trailer was like there were just a
3: bunch of little things like i loved that Ramsey. we learned that she doesn't actually know how to drive so I that think was she's cute been- but and i feel like that would like, that was another one of those things from like yeah that would have been funnier to discover in the movie maybe i don't know i still laugh. i don't by the way that's one of those things that's different where i don't consider that like a spoiler thing you know what i mean like uh, be a yeah. fun moment to experience yeah it would be fun to experience but now our experience like i don't consider that a spoiler thing but yeah it's just like oh that would have been funnier in the moment but now it's not going to be as funny because we're going to see it coming yeah they had a lot of those things where it's just like a lot of things that would have been fun to experience in the theaters were just not but at the same time it's fast and furious nine who gives a fuck it's just explosions anyway
2: yeah so what i did find interesting about this trailer and i'm curious what you guys think actually before we go there nick do you care at all about any of what you saw thoughts feelings
1: It looked flashy. Um, I'll watch it for the podcast if I have to. But really, the reason I love Fast and the Furious trailers... You're going to
0: have to watch it for the podcast. You're going to watch it for the
1: podcast. Damn it. I'm not going to watch any of the others, though. Fuck that. Because the thing about these Fast and the Furious trailers, which I, I am excited to see them, is I'm like, ah, I just saw all the good action from the movie. Now I don't have to worry about seeing the film. Isn't there some movie where someone's paranoid about magnets? Is that like Doctor Strangelove or something? It's just all I can think of at this moment because that trailer is always like, "It's magnets! It's magnets! Look, it's magnets! Look, it's a ship that can turn into an airplane! More magnets!" It's been, it's
3: been, I don't know. It's been like since high school since I seen Doctor Strangelove, so I don't remember. I
1: can't remember. He's preciously bodily fluids, but you may have also there's some movie where someone's going crazy about magnets.
3: The one move, the one part I remember that was that guy broke the Coke machine and he was all like, "All right." I'll I'll get your money, but if what was it? If this comes back, like you'll have to deal with the Coca-Cola company and then he breaks it. That's what I remember from that. <laughs> That's from Dr. Strangelove? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember
1: that. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't remember that scene, but was
2: so I've got a question for you guys. Um, well, actually, one of the things that I noticed that they didn't spoil that I kind of like. Uh we get zero Jason Statham in this trailer, and I'm fairly sure. Oh shit. Is he even in it? Um, so I saw I no rock. I'm like,
1: oh, they're off in their own universe, even though I saw Helen Mirren in it.
2: Yeah, so I think that that's kind of interesting, right? So we get Helen Mirren, but no... They're saving
3: it for stadium. the next trailer, obviously, not for the movie. Not for the movie. <laughs> I'm yes, not no, for the goddamn no movie. That was my biggest disappointment
1: it. with the trailer, even though I I forgot that The Rock wouldn't be in these anymore because of Haas and Shah, and I was like, oh, The Rock isn't in this movie? Like, interest down 25%. Uh, here's the
3: thing. I well, will say, in, the... their, in their defense mm-hmm. of that approach, I think given the state of cinema at this point fucking throw everything in the trailer. Get these people out into the theaters. Throw it all in because yeah. they need every excuse they possibly can to get to the theaters.
2: Well, here's why I focus on Jason Statham and not The Rock. It's mostly because Han's back, right? And so in this trailer we oh, got yeah. more Han than we did in the previous one. The last trailer we got, it was just like Han walking in. So there was like is this a dream? Is what like what's going on? Is he a robot? And so we get a little bit more. He's a sniper. He's hanging out with the crew. He's like, "Hey, what are we going to do?" Um <laughs>
3: i love that is he a robot it's a possibility in this franchise uh, it's a the director said
1: he would do fast and the furious meets jurassic park given the chance yeah the day the trailer came out he'd be like that'd be awesome
2: he can be well, asian I wonder, superman. like i want
1: him he was like why not
2: <laughs> asian he superman could be, he could be asian superman
3: that'd be amazing age level comes in i'm black superman he's like i'm asian superman and then Henry cavill's like i'm superman
2: <laughs> no you're not <laughs> <laughs> I would like to retort. No, you're not. So we'll see. Um, I'm Looks like a good that. time. Yeah. Yeah. Saying goodnight oh. to my kids who are sneaking into the room. They shouldn't be here. Don't say anything. Quiet. This is being recorded. Shh. Don't say anything. <laughs> Give me kiss a kiss and <laughs> Sign an NDA.
3: Sign an NDA. You're not supposed to say, I told you not to speak. Don't speak. <laughs> that voice now <laughs> belongs to Nick company. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is I thought about saying hi to him, but I know you have headphones on, so he wouldn't have heard anything. So. That's and why I, like I was this. just sitting. I waved. Oh, I guess I could have done like that. He could oh, see us. I didn't see? even think about that. Nick, don't do that. Don't mention that. What the <laughs> hell was that, Nick? It's got a
1: bad mustache right now. Uh huh. <sighs> so, on yeah. my lap in a position you normally doesn't sit
2: on. I enjoyed this trailer. I'm really looking forward. June 25th is when this movie comes out. Uh, Helen Mirren's chuckle is fucking everything. Like, that is. Like, I laugh so loud when. She chuckled uh, at Vin Diesel when they were in the car, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I Looking want forward to, it.
1: to read the related story to it that I shared with you guys. on.
2: Oh, I missed it. Do what? it. Go.
1: I missed no, it. it's the one I shared with you guys on Slack, and you were like, I don't, what the I fuck? It. Okay, I'm going to share the quote from it. The article oh. in question is one I wrote for LRM. I don't need to give the title, but here's the quote. This quote's from uh, Vin Diesel oh no this oh no i not remember this. once we started getting closer to production justin lynn and i would talk about how harrowing it would be to actually cast a new toretto the brother of toretto <laughs> there's so many different directions you could go and i remember john cena coming into this dom shrine <laughs> that i had what where the fuck I would kind is the dom shrine to mediate and train and start getting into the dom state of mind <laughs> I remember John coming in and call this crazy. I remember feeling as though Paul Walker Pablo, Paul Walker had sent him in. I remember talking to Justin that night, saying, My gut and my heart feels like this was meant to be. Not to mock <sighs> anyone's spirituality, but the Dom Shrine is what makes me laugh. That, <laughs> a Dom state of mind. It
3: wouldn't be as it's funny if it anywhere else but his Dom shrine. The Dom Shrine. <laughs> the Dom <dumb> Shrine <laughs> Here's my question. Question. now it exists shrine. in continuity. But-
2: but then my question is, how is the Dom Shrine any different than the Triple X shrine, which is any different than the
3: um easy. Richard, easy Dom Shrine. They're all the family same. At the Dom Shrine family is welcome. That's it. That's the only difference.
1: No, the only difference is they're located in different parts of the yard. <laughs> Otherwise it. he's researching the same role. They're all involved.
3: they're all the
2: same. The, like, pictures, I really the pictures he has Vin of himself Diesel. are from
3: the different movies. They're from that's the difference. And he the listens to that sad fast and, the fast and song Furious song when he's in the Dom Shrine.
2: I like Vin Diesel. Uh, I like the Fast and Furious franchise. This made me throw up in my mouth when I heard this. Uh, you like the trailer, you didn't yeah. like the quote. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just there's there's something about it. I don't want to I don't want to be too cynical about it, but it feels like utilizing your, your dead mate to try and sell a movie and sell a, a, uh, a casting choice, but whatever. I
3: mean, the thing is, I feel like he's being genuine about it, regardless of how stupid I think it sounds personally. I agree. I fully, I fully think he takes himself ridiculously seriously to have a Dom shrine. And he also thinks that uh, Paul, Paul Walker talks to him, talks to him, which I guess is, I don't want to shit on anybody's beliefs, but still see, even as you say it, probably like, you're just like, Oh my it. God. Yeah.
1: No see here's what different if each shrine is a statue of In but a opposed that character would strike. So the Dom Shrine mm-hmm. is with the arms across okay. his chest. I don't know what triple X maybe. And then the at the base of it it
3: just says Triple X is on inputs. a skateboard.
1: Yeah, it's triple X is on a skateboard on a waterfall.
2: Yeah, and then Riddick is standing there with like the shined eyes with the two little glaives.
1: Uh, it's a reminder right. that he the character can't see the Dom the, the Riddick shrine has a statue of Vin Diesel holding his hands over his eyes, that way he doesn't forget next time he goes to set that the character can't see. He can't, can't see
2: though; he just can't see this. bright lights.
3: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> are we talking uh, about this?
2: Because <laughs> Nick wants to talk about it, and you know it's what? The
1: most silly story I've seen.
3: It's pretty story. silly. It's really ridiculous.
1: You guys, ready to move on, Yeah, now let's move on
3: to the Bender trailer
2: of the week. So I was just going to do something real quick, um, oh, maybe not. just to get this out of the way. So Christopher Daniel Barnes. The Spider Man from the 90s, Spider Man that we were, well, I was excited about potentially being in, into the Spider Verse 2 shot down the rumor. He said he wished it was true. So apparently. Uh, he could also lie confirmed. as firm. He could also lie. He could. Um, everybody could lie. I would like to think that Spider Man has more integrity than that. Uh, <laughs> it may or may not be true, but we'll see. Yeah, okay. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers
1: crossed. I wouldn't recognize his voice. I would recognize I the way they animated the character. If it was into the Spider-Verse.
2: Yeah, because so apparently, according to else. your Star Trek movie, you were born when that series came out. So
1: I watched Spider-Man when it was airing. I just haven't watched it since. Why would I know his voice? He's not Kevin Conroy. He didn't define the character of Spider-Man. Yeah, did
2: for some people. Did for some people.
3: The defining Gamer. one for me was <laughs> a really specific interpretation of Spider-Man. I'm not sure if this was different. I think it was different. It was back in 95 there was the Spider-Man movie maker game on the windows 95 and they had, you know, basically you could, they had little loop animations that you can use and in it, they always have, they had Spider-Man going, my spider spins, my spider sense is tingling. And then you'd say it over and over again during the animation loop. And I would incorporate that into the cartoons that I would make. They were not very good. I would so love you made a Spider-Man
1: same. movie before Sam Raimi.
3: I did. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was crap. twenty minutes long. What?
1: Cool news just broke that ties into. I'll bring it up when our Indiana Jones news comes up. Someone else just got cast, and it's like,
3: Ugh. oh shit, Shia LaBeouf is back. So
1: oh, here's the someone I hope's the villain. Funny thing,
2: oh, Jammer, God. Jammer. I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the animation thing, the Spider Man Spider Carter. It mm-hmm. looks like the same animation from the cartoon, so I'm curious if it was the same person.
3: I mean, maybe we could the, look it the, up.
1: The voice. Well, he was too big shot to do the that's, toys. That's and- <laughs> like one step too far.
3: That wasn't a toy. Uh, Spider-Man, maker. one step too far. Movie Maker game, PC voice actor. PC, yep. Looking up, what is it? Who is it? Uh,
2: no one knows.
3: I don't know, man. It's what it's going it? to the freaking. Two, it's going through the PS4 game, so it's unhelpful. Oh my god! Come on! It's taking too long. I want to know. I wanna know. I, I'll get. I'll cu- I'll just cut back to it when the time comes. We'll, we'll come
2: back to that. We'll come back to that. Okay. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Next trailer we've got this week. Uh, wait, you said the better ones. Are you talking about Army of the Dead? I am talking about Army of the Dead. Army, Army of, of the Dead looks awesome. So we've got Dave Bautista starring in Zack Snyder's next film uh, for Netflix. And it's going to be Dave Bautista taking a ragtag group of former soldiers and miscreants to Las Vegas to fight. Zombies, but not just any zombies, not Walking Dead style zombies, but thinking zombies. They're
3: basically like thinking, White Walkers, loving, planning loving. zombies. Yeah, kind of like White Walkers. Yeah.
2: You know, what's funny. This reminded me of what I Am Legend was supposed to be. Um, so if you mm. ever read the book, I Am Legend, they were like this. They had their own society. They had their own thing. And that's what they, they were tried to imply. Zombies. Well, I just mean from a.
1: I mean that movie really. Yeah, fucked
2: from up a sociological story. point of view, like that's what they were supposed to be like—an evolved version of that. And in Will Smith's version, they just seem kind of like unthinking, almost like zombie-type vampires.
1: I think in the uh, original book, he's a—he's uh, like the bad guy. Like,
2: yeah, they're trying he to live normal guy.
1: lives, and he's like, "Ah, vampires!" Yeah, let <laughs> kill yeah. them. And they're like, "Dude, dude, we're just hanging out. We're not bothering you."
2: Yeah. So they have to put them. Oh wait, sorry, spoiler. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But that's what this kind of reminded me of. But I'm really looking forward to it. I like that. I like a new take on zombies. Um, just higher thinking individuals.
3: What did you guys think?
1: So, is there a part in the trailer that I missed where they said this money's good elsewhere in the world? Is it just Las Vegas? The only. I'm
3: sure it's good elsewhere. It's cash. They're not stealing it's tokens. Not They're stealing apocalypse.
1: cash. It's just the zombies. They locked into Las Vegas. Because if not the world's falling apart because of a zombie apocalypse, your money is no good anywhere.
3: I mean, it could be good if they had some sort of uh, equilibrium that they have struck in terms of society.
1: I don't know. That was just something I'd, I'd let go because it's a Snyder film. and It's stupid anyway. But my friend was like, where are they <laughs> going to use the money? And I was like, I already let that part go.
2: <laughs> yeah, it seemed yeah. like uh, Vegas was an abandoned city. Like they had just walled it off.
1: And I probably think where they open a gate or something.
2: So it seemed like they got dropped in there. Um, that's my impression of what happened. But I was like, the to
1: Suicide the squad.
3: Something like that. <laughs> something like that.
2: Um, Jammer, what'd you think?
3: I thought it was pretty. It looked super pretty. I love the way it was shot. It has like this sort of gauze over it or this, this blurriness over it. I don't think it was just a long lens. I think it was like a very specific type of lens that somehow blurred sort of the edges and gave it almost sort of a vignette look with an extra stylization. And it also made me realize, oh, that's why he shot that's the nightmare sequence like he did for Justice League. It looks exactly like this, except uh, with the blurriness and like the out of focus stuff. And it was like even the color even. So I'm like, I'm cool. I could do this. I'm surprised you're doing a whole movie like this. Like literally every shot has some form of that. And it's impressive. Um, so yeah the visual effects look great Dave Batista continues to impress with his growing range it seems like not to say this is gonna be like a dramatic true to force or anything but like he's he's coming into his own as like a as an action star and I think it's great to see and listen, uh
2: listen I'm gonna pitch a thing here's okay. what I want here's what I want I want Dave Batista in a gears of war movie
3: now not yesterday
2: Batista not tomorrow
1: as I want the games might as well
3: Dave batista. Literally, you just have to get all the big yeah. people. Got to get, got to get Dave Bautista, the Rock, the Rock, John Cena, uh, <laughs> all the other wrestlers. Throw the Undertaker Stone in there because Steve why Austin. not? Stone Cold Steve Austin. I feel like Vince, Vince McMahon, McMahon
2: is screwing up right now, right? <laughs> like Vince McMahon should be like, "Hey, Epic Games, we can do a thing. I got the bodies, you got the property. Let's."
3: Nobody, let's nobody wants to see a WWE actually produce this movie. I do not want WWE to produce this movie. Fuck that. No, I don't even care about the Gears of War franchise, and I don't <laughs> want to see that. Like I don't. I, I'm scared for the fans of that. No way. I want it. I want it now. But anyways, it looks really good. I like the Kenny Rogers song that they used. It was perfect. Oh, um, yeah, was that was awesome. good. And uh, Was it No When to Fold um, Him? Yeah. Uh, and I love that shot at the end where you see them all shooting. They're their they're Avengers-style shot. and just uh style. <laughs> right. It's it just awesome. The only downside of this movie is that the Army of the Dead logo resembles the Suicide Squad logo. I don't like that. But that's okay. And I always I think forgive.
1: Army of Darkness when I hear the title. I've called it Army yeah, of I, Darkness. Yeah, I've also thought about
3: that, too. Yeah, I agree. I've had Anything. that confusion many it's times. It's not
1: IMAX format. What the fuck, Snyder?
3: Yeah, What's I know. I guess he didn't want it to watch widescreen shit. Yeah, Jesus. it's weird. Though it's I not did see the last poster
1: before it came out. Lists his name three times on it. It's like, directed by Zack Snyder, story by Actually, Zack Snyder, and blah, I blah, blah. You... Written
3: by Zack Snyder. Tell us. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell, tell you. I got played this past week so Uh-oh. i was watching i on hbo there was this show that popped up and i was like you know i'm in the mood for fantasy all right let's go ahead and watch oh yeah joss Whedon. Shut, 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 shut the fuck up you, Wait, did you, you watch the punchline that's
1: why i, I didn't, didn't watch know. that show
3: literally i didn't know it was joss whedon his name's the early watched-
1: ads so i yeah i didn't the news remember. came out I'm like fuck this show
3: literally ever the second i stepped out of my editor-in-chief role i'm like didn't have time for that so <laughs> I stepped out of it and I saw I was like, I'm ready for a fantasy thing. And my, my Kirsten and I, we decided to watch it. I was like, okay, cool. We watched it. I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah, this is good. Sure. We'll keep watching it. And then it ended. It's like directed by Joss Whedon. Written by dirty? Joss Whedon. Did you feel dirty? I did. Did you just like, like get in the shower
2: start crying and like...
3: <laughs> when it like... happened, I was just like, "Oh, why? And it's their highest premiering show ever. It's decent. I liked it. I ha- so no, shocking no, mean, this
1: is the highest... Just because, like, I thought the trailer was garbage.
3: Yeah, it doesn't look like before the trailer. Ex-
1: before I saw Joss Whedon's name, it's
3: okay. It's an okay trailer. I liked it. Oh, the trailer. I was like, I like the, the show. I would have watched it. Was relatively good. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, the thing that they pitched
2: to get me to come in and watch it was just like, meh.
3: Here's the thing give it a shot because Joss Whedon is no longer involved in it. And there are no. other people other than him involved in it. Okay. Yeah, but you
1: just, him, you just gave him a check by watching Shit. it. Shit. I did. That's a good point.
2: I'm trying to give him more money by making us watch. I
3: it. don't want to give him any money. Pitch it for, it? Huh? it for the podcast. That's my rule. You want us
2: to watch it for the show. You want us to review it for the show. Huh? You fucker. No.
3: Huh? Nope. no okay. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay. Nope. I was so upset Checking. at the end of it. Like at the end, it was literally. I had that that exact reaction where sure. I was just caught off guard.
2: Start scrubbing your arms till he bled.
3: Must be clean. No more <laughs> filth. No more failure. It was so disappointing, but the show itself was was entertaining. That's good. Let us what you think when you're done.
1: <laughs> all right oh, he is we'll gonna keep all right all right jesus christ
3: what do you guys want to do
2: next we what, what, we got uh we got options we can do uh phoebe waller bridge you guys want to do that yes
1: yes yes because i can bring on the other news that just phoebe
2: waller bridge and the kingdom of indiana jones super exciting news for fans of things that are good uh phoebe waller bridge of fleabag fame Love fleabag. is going to phoebe, join phoebe
3: faller fridge of fleabag fame
2: and solo, and
1: wrote Bond. The what
2: now? You know what? Let me let me get the headline out before you guys start screwing up, All right. Like, all let me. Right. Let's be professional, huh? Can we be professional. Can we be professional. Fr- Jesus right. Christ! Do the news thing. <sighs> anyway, uh, Fleabag star Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be joining Indiana Jones five opposite Harrison Ford when that comes out in twenty thirty whatever. Twenty twenty two. Whatever. It's coming out next year. I'll believe. Want to okay. see it? I'll believe. Want to see it? Uh, this is not Phoebe Waller-Bridge's first uh, brush with Lucasfilm. She also starred as L three three seven in the Horny Dro, yeah, the Horny um, and Solo Star Wars story. Uh, so horny for Donald Glover that they are actually producing a series together. So yeah. Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, a remake yeah. of Mr. And Mrs. Smith, but with those. Stuff, oh, I don't so like amazing. that.
3: I don't like that. Wait, show. what? I don't like Mr. Mrs. Smith. Oh, okay. You said
2: it was awesome two. before you realized what I was talking about.
3: Yeah, I said and them TV working 4, together man. is awesome. What See, they're working together is. That's as how just we did play you. Didn't wait, you didn't wait for the punchline. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Like, oh no. Oh no, co no. Chicago Bond, was, but we
2: haven't seen it
1: yet. She's also Cor- a good writer. Bond. She wrote me oh. back too. Yes. Spe- all right.
3: Yeah speaking of I'm sorry to divert. I'm gonna divert us really quick. God damn it. Speaking of canceling people, creative types, we talked a few weeks ago talking about uh J.K. Rowling and her anti-trans comments, yep. mm-hmm. and how people were giving were were canceling her. Also, to her light, latest Cormoran Strike book apparently being anti-trans. Yep. Um, Kirsten read the book and she's all nine hundred ninety-five pages of it. Is it really that long? Jesus Christ, it's long It's a long. It's got to be the longest she, one, right? Absolutely, it's like two miles pages longer than the last yeah. one. But okay. she really she thinks my she thinks it's the best one so far. <laughs> first of all, and but 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 so. It's not anti-trans. It has a predator who dresses up as a woman in order to lure people. It's not because he likes dressing up as a woman. It's to lure his his victims, right? Which is a thing. And so, it's not anti-trans in my opinion. So we're going to read. Are we going to read it
2: now? Or are we going to read it together? We're going to read it for the to podcast.
3: Fuck you. <laughs> we're going to present it alongside the Joss Whedon show. We're going to present it alongside Roman Polanski's filmography, and we're going to represent it alongside uh i don't know all all the miramax so here's the deal woody allen the whole miramax slate of films i don't
2: i don't know kirsten um she married you so there's a level of distrust there Mm -hmm. that said i really like these books and i'm i think i'm gonna have to do the 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 dirty thing i'm just gonna i'm gonna have to read it and then just scrub my eyes afterwards
3: or you Um, could just you know uh, think for yourself like obviously she comments she made were not good but the book itself being chastised as anti-trans, so it's not just. I don't said. care for material. So I get
2: what you're
0: saying. Yeah, that's fair. that's it. And that's so fair. it's not just the
2: book itself. It's it's that, and it it goes back to what mm-hmm. Nick was saying about giving Joss Whedon residuals. Like the idea of supporting somebody that clearly has that belief system is the thing that's problematic for me.
3: Yeah, but the, right.
2: but but when you say that the book is like the best one, I'm like, oh, but I really <laughs> the <other> books. like. <laughs> I think that's the thing where I'm like. Like, if she had said, it's just meh, skip it. Now I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I really like those books. God, I have the
1: highest morals in this one area of conversation. That's crazy. It's because
3: you have white guilt. We don't have that. Yeah, here's the deal. There is no... Here's the deal.
2: If you've ever watched Blackish, what you will understand about media or anything generally, especially if it comes from America, is the idea that if you drill down far enough, everything is fucking racist. Everything is... Um, anti homosexual, everything is um, just anti Semitic. You can find something terrible about every piece of media, you just can't, yeah. And
1: yeah, but it's more about the, I don't know because that's true about the media, it's more about the person who made it. Like I get what you're saying, they, a pro- they are also a product secretly racist. That's different, they are a they're, product. they're no, no, a product I mean, of the
3: environment. So, here's the
2: deal I could put it like this you could, it, this is a, a conversation for off the show. I mean, but the bottom line is a person who is a minority can't find a thing to like that is just pure. There's no purity test that anything would pass for what you're talking about. And so we always have to do that. Always, mm.
3: always. This reminds me of all the times I literally this past week, rewatched Once one sponge time in Hollywood and all the parts, all the whole time where Brad Pitts don't cry in front of the Mexicans. And I'm just like, that's kind of funny. That's funny. Super <laughs> racist. But it makes sense. But (laughs) even that whole movie.
2: So what's funny is we were just talking about that movie. Um, My wife and I, my biggest problem with that movie is Tarantino's obsession with like the idea that saving uh, Sharon Tate would somehow save Hollywood and like the 60s, you know, turned on this moment. It's like there's a lot of other stuff going on in the 60s. Right. And so if you're someone like me and is aware of that and what's going on in history, it colors your entire enjoyment of that movie and so this is an example of what we're talking about not quite as extreme but it's like you you can't have that cognitive dissonance as i will
3: say like maybe it's not a correct perspective but it's very much his personal perspective and just seeing the movie as what one man thinks or believes that's all right there's nothing wrong with that it's not hurting anyone i guess you could say it almost is I guess, eliminating the importance of all the other huge movements going on at the time. But I mean, yes. for a man who is so involved and, and whose world surrounds film, it's just, you know, it's a microcosm. Not everyone could be involved in everything. I don't know. Yeah. It, once, like you said, slippery slope. Once you start thinking about any little thing in any little piece That's of right. media. I still
1: think it it's impossible. different when someone outwardly says something, not when something is It is. It is different.
3: It is different, I think, on some or
1: not even says but does something like Joss Whedon or Kevin Spacey. Like, yeah,
3: I think it's also. I hate J.K. Rowling. She's trans. There's, there's a big difference between saying things and doing things. I don't think you, as much as what she said was wrong. I think her saying those things is not worse than Joss Whedon doing terrible things or Harvey Weinstein doing terrible things and actively hurting people.
1: No, it's not worse, but it's also like, how do you know she hasn't no, I think done it's, something? I do you know she should have a are transphobic worse. person in the subway once? She obviously what? hates them or a trans person.
3: No, no, but what'd you say?
1: I so said, how do you know she hasn't kicked the shit out of one once?
3: Trans I person. Mean, I don't what? I don't know. No,
1: I'm just saying if she's racist, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we're way off topic from super off I topic. To be, Cause <laughs> I was about to announce who just got cast in Indiana Jones a few minutes ago. Ah,
3: <laughs> Um, well, in addition to being a horny robot, her character was a you know freedom fighter for robots. So maybe you can connect that there. Sure. Or not. You guys can just be quiet and make that whole you, conversation awkward. She was a robot. She was a freedom I know, fighter it wasn't... robot. Okay. was that- our conver- Okay, go ahead and report your news. Who else is potentially joining Indiana Jones Five? Not potentially. John I, Williams Matt coming Nicholson.
1: back. Matt Nicholson. Oh. Matt Nicholson Who? was just cast. Wouldn't that oh, be a cool it? villain? I don't know if he's the villain. Even I would read the article. They just posted it in a.
0: I don't want him to a be a villain. Section
1: of Slack. What?
2: I don't want him to be a villain.
1: Even if he's not, if he was like an ally of Indy, yeah. Sala or something, that'd be great. He's obviously he's, done work. He, yeah. Where is he? Like, sweet. He's obviously done a lot
3: of work. I in think Europe, he's Swedish. Yeah. yeah. I think he's Swedish. Yeah. I think Speaking so. of um, which, Did you guys see the
2: trailer that I posted in Slack for our Writers of Justice?
3: I did not. I was Man. going to. So I, it I is
2: not. a Mads Mickelson trailer that looks insane. Oh, um, I meant to watch that. It is about he's gone. He's in the military and his wife is on a train and she gets blown up in a terrorist attack. And he doesn't at first know that it's a terrorist attack. And these guys come to him and they're like, Hey, we know your wife was on the train. We should also let you know that this was not an accident. It was a terrorist attack. And so they go through and explain to him how it was a terrorist attack. And then they go through and start trying to get justice on guys who are calling themselves the writers of justice and it's just like you know it's almost like a taken type situation it vaguely
3: reminded say, me of that one like jackie chan movie that one jackie chan movie from from a few years back yeah that one kind of reminds me of that as son as well.
1: or something or maybe grandson yeah. got killed in a probably yeah. grandson looks good though that's cool no i do think when you said that i'm like yeah he's the new liam neeson
2: <laughs>
1: silly accent Silly accent. <laughs> but old but can kick ass.
3: Silly accent.
1: Why? His accent is so silly. It's more just so. an accent. Lee, Lee, this is more of a normal. I don't know. Every, obviously, the first thing I saw him in um, was Casino Royale. But like a Hannibal and shit. I love Mad. I love Mads. You know, I'm mad for Mads.
3: I love his silly accent personally. I love his silly accent. God.
2: Anyway, yes, looking forward to seeing Mads Mikkelsen in Dianne Jones. I hope he's not a villain. It's super cliche for him to be a villain. Um, I
3: thought that too when he was cast in Rogue One, and I was happy that he wasn't a villain there.
2: Yep, me too. Me too. I think he does both equally well. He's he's very good at being a uh, sympathetic character. I saw another film he did called um, Another Round. And it's just like him having a midlife crisis and struggling one where he's alcohol. like
1: drinking in the picture? Like yep. I, saw, I saw it on Hulu and I'm like, hmm, Ned Nicholson. Huh? It it's interesting. Like a, you should watch like it. Comedy. What think. Yeah. Ah. It looks like sideways type comedy. I mean, just yes. seeing All I saw was the picture. I didn't see. I Where
3: it's basically black comedy where it's really depressing. It makes you want to like disappear. But I it's agree kind with of everything stuff.
2: both of you were saying.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: yes. So Yeah. That's that. That's that's Mads Mickelson and the Temple of Doom. Oh, wait, no. That's What are we talking about? Indiana Jones 5. That's Indiana Jones 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: It's, I feel, I feel it's narration. telling about how much I personally don't care about Indiana Jones. The fact that I've diverted this conversation twice <laughs> well, over the course of both news stories. Is that because
2: of Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls? King, yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls? Or is that just generally you don't care about Indiana Jones?
3: I mean, Indiana Jones is fine. Like, I loved it growing up. And Indiana George, i think mostly what it is is that this movie has been in development for so long i'm kind of like you where i'm like i'll believe it when i see it so i'm not really yeah. gonna get too invested in anything that comes out until the movie is like has a trailer yeah okay carl i
1: woke it could be good
3: it could be good i mean there's nothing saying it it's can't be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, guess I agree so. with
1: that but i'm like give me any in the end what if those? he's just like what shit. if
3: he's just what if it's basically like he's the the Batman Beyond. He's the Bruce Wayne of Batman Beyond.
1: It's not Indiana Jones. Don't make the title Indiana Jones.
3: I mean, it is. He's in it. Don't make it Batman Beyond. He's fucking Batman. Well,
1: it's about a Batman who's younger. It's Bruce. It's not called Bruce Wayne Beyond because he's not Batman.
3: I'm not going to argue Batman. this simply because I could argue this, but you it'd be pointless because I don't really Bruce, believe in it. But Bruce Wayne. I don't would disagree really believe you.
2: It. Bruce Wayne would disagree with you. He, in his head, he calls himself Batman.
1: Yeah, but he didn't write this. Sh- oh, fuck, fuck off. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> You Bruce on? Wayne, you we have to he didn't write the India show. Jones, and stupid.
1: Let's talk about Indiana Jones. So I'm going to steer it away from topic. Whereas we just talked about two things I do not give a shit about: Fast and the Furious ah, and Army yeah, of Dead.
2: Goddamn terrorist, Nick. Goddamn terrorist. <laughs> you guys ready to move on to the next one? I can't tell if this Let's is good news it. or bad news. So the live action Gundam film that I didn't know I wanted. I'm not. That I'm is good news sure that I want. Um, it is
3: good news. Well,
2: here's the reason why I'm not sure it's good news because they found a director. Puts it's coming to Netflix. That's right. It's coming at the cost of Metal well, Gear. Well, Metal
1: Gear is still coming because so, even Oscar Isaac has to do uh, Moon Knight first.
2: We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Um, I mean, an actor's so,
3: role can get job can get done quickly. Like he, Oscar Isaac is is booked for two months, whereas Jason or Jason yeah. Jordan Vogt Roberts is booked for three years. So uh, there's a big difference in terms of time yeah. commitment. Yeah.
2: So and if you don't know, Jordan Vogt Roberts is the director oh. of Kong Skull Island. What?
3: But it's the show. He's just directing it, right? Is he executive producing it too? It's a movie, I thought.
2: Yeah, I thought it was, it's a live-action movie, it's a I thought. It's a
3: live-action live movie? movie? Okay. Right, right. Probably right. No, of the three
2: of us, I would expect you to know the most about an anime, whether or not it's a movie or a TV show. Like, did you, when you, when you quit being editor-in-chief, <laughs> did you just like, fuck off? I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, you, are was like less, no. Are you like Superman? Are you Superman? Are you just Clark Kent now? Did you give up all your powers of like caring about anything entertainment related? No, Little here's Nintendo? the thing.
3: No, no, I didn't stop caring. I just stopped having time to care. That's what happened. I still care, but I only have time to nick doll it.
2: Listen, listen here, kal li I'm going to ease you to up your shit, all right? I'm going to need you to focus. Uh, put your nose to the grindstone. These things are important. They're important to me. They're yeah. important to right. also important to the See, show. it is a
3: live-action feature film on Netflix based on the Gundam franchise, which is generally produced by Sunrise Entertainment in Japan.
2: Yep. And um, again, legendary pictures tripling, tripling down, tripling, quadrupling down on a Pacific Rim-esque franchise.
1: That's, that's what I thought. Like just yeah. make it at the
2: end of Pacific Rim versus Gundam.
3: No, like Gundam, no. And Gundam versus Here's Godzilla versus Kong. Here's Gundam the thing. A Gundam would crush. A, Pacific, no. anything and also, Rim. Oh, big. Gundam Rim, Gundam Rim, what the fuck? Did, I said Gundam <laughs> Rim. Gundam <laughs> That's what they're coming. It's seeping into your brain. That's right. <laughs> it's drifting. With Gundam us both is right now. is a much drier series than Pacific Rim. It is very much like sort of the military like dry military sci-fi. Did you see Pacific Rim?
2: No, no. He's saying it's more like well, he doesn't know. He doesn't watch like Macross or any of that stuff. So there's no nothing- no
3: Macross is not that Gundam is like super is more dry more dry military sci-fi that is like not steeped in fun. It's like steeped in like bureaucracy and shit. It's like I don't know, that it's, it's it's super more, fun. It's more Battlestar
2: movie. Galactica than uh Top it's more Gun, Star Trek Star, than, than Star Wars,
3: Wars or something. Eh. Yeah, no, no, it's more Star Wars than No, oh, yeah, it's more Star Trek than Star Wars. Yeah, yeah I would say that. Yes. Okay. I would right. say it's that. But obviously it does it TV does depend series. specifically on which series you're talking about a lot of times. But if we're talking about the original, the OG Mobile Suit Gundam, it's very much like guys in uniforms and people in uniforms piloting things and other military vehicles as well and stuff. It's very much uh, more. It feels more sci-fi than fantasy, hmm. if that makes sense. I'll
1: say I would have zero interest in this movie except for there. I'm already excited because of the director. Oh man, like I don't care good. about the franchise. And then when they get, they're probably gonna get some solid actors in there too with. I've said director, this so. many
3: times, but I mean, Roberts is like, or Vox Roberts is one of those people who really understands what people like about the properties that he has control over. Like Kong, he knew the types of scenes that people wanted to see and what would sort of resonate on a fanboy level. And I think he probably he would do the same thing for Metal Gear. I think he'll do the same thing for this. He's, he's just a fan. He's a big fan and he knows those things, those core elements. Like in stark contrast to someone like Zack Snyder, who there, he has these other, <laughs> Zack Snyder has these other specific elements that no one else cared about, but are really deep cut and specific that he brings into his movies. He's like, yeah, I'm a fan. Look at this really specific thing. Whereas- I was about you know,
1: to compare him to Zack Snyder too. Whereas <laughs> so Mark Roberts is alike.
3: like, it's like, no, no, the thing that everyone likes at the core in general about this is this big gonna picture thing.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna.
3: Like. I'm not just. I'm gonna mess it. Like, I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna take efforts to bring that into the into the property so that it's enjoyed on that same level. I would so, compare
1: him to Zack Snyder as far as visuals. I thought Kong Skull Island is still the most stunning of all the MonsterVerse movies, even Godzilla versus Kong.
2: Yep, I agree.
1: And I think he could bring super cool vision to this. That would be very similar. And then obviously, Metal Gear would have to be more muted, but could still look really. And
2: cool. And so that's the thing that's frustrating to me about this and it's a lot of what jammer was just saying everything that you're describing about his fanboyism that comes out onto the screen is what i want from metal gear like i think that metal gear has the potential to be you want a,
3: you want you want naked riding, running around
2: fuck right I,
3: I hate riding <laughs> um even
2: when they like did his cyber thing in revengeance i still don't like riding as a as a character jack
1: but oh, he had his whatever. own game, Revengeance or whatever.
2: Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. No, he had
3: his own game. Awesome. It's called Metal Gear
2: Solid 2. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I've
1: only played the first one, and it was the GameCube remake, and it's probably the best story I've ever played in a video game. Twin, Sna- so Twin Snakes. So Twin Snakes
2: is good. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 is probably one of my favorite games of all heater. time. Yes. Yeah. But I would play Subsistence. Like the ending to Subsistence is a mindfuck, and I don't think it would resonate the same. Um now because I, I think people would be prepared for this ending I, when i played that when i was younger i wasn't ready for that ending i put that controller down and walked away so which
1: one, Snake the eater
2: yeah three but yeah that's me that that's yeah, Gundam, uh that's me and, and jordan
3: yeah military sci-fi uh military sci-fi uh big giant robots fighting each other what's not to love
2: is like, there so David David there are Jones, multiple you know, iterations of this show shit.
3: Uh, metal yes, there first. are tons and tons and tons of different.
2: How many of use. them have you seen, Jammer And is there a particular one that you're like, "Hey, this is the one I would want." I've
3: to see? I've seen out. three or four of them. Yeah, Um Nerds! They, They're not. They're not my favorite type of show. They tend to be drier than I want them to be. Like, I like my anime to be like really stylized and quirky, but a lot of times it's very like and about stiff. Magical
1: and girls.
3: Yeah, stiff and sort of other things. And it's like this one. The one I think a lot of us, our generation really relate to is uh, Gundam Wing because that premiered on Toonami in the late 90s. Mm. Yeah, I remember that.
1: I liked it. I think that's the one they do because it's most popular in the US. That's the, only, that's the one I've heard of It's Gundam Wing. It's
3: possible. It's possible they might or he might just go old school and just go like mobile suit Gundam. We're going OG and making it really boring for everybody. Um, yeah, I doubt that. But yeah, it's which one would I want? Was that the second part of the question? yeah honestly probably gundam wing to be perfectly honest it's a cool story overall um and i think there's a lot of there's a cool potential of like having just sort of these these five different gundam fighters sort of come together for something um it was actually one of the things that i it was the first thing as a kid where that really blew my mind storytelling wise because i was used to like power rangers every episode they're just friends Like all these people these groups of five people working together and fighting things and then gundam wing i was really confused at the beginning when all these people were off doing their own thing i'm like wait do they know each other they did not know each other and my mind was blown that all of these main characters did not know each other and it took them a long time to sort of actually like come together and stuff and i was just like what they all have their own motivations their own things and they don't even actually fully trust each other and work together properly and i was just like mind blown at the time um so that's young why jammer i like
1: discover stories that don't involve everyone being friends from the first scene.
3: no like legitimately <laughs> yeah young jammer be
1: so confused by falcon and the winter soldier episode one
3: <laughs> yeah right they're not friends <laughs> already what's going on why aren't they friends already
2: yeah this isn't my voltron the hell <laughs> okay yeah, yeah i think that's an interesting take i don't i don't remember anything about mobile suit gundam i do what I do remember is what you're describing is the dryness because I feel like that is a show that I should have been into, but I was just, I I remember feeling bored.
3: It's boring. Um, It's boring. I watched them all out of obligation because I felt like I should (laughs) like it. And if you know anything about my early career, I used to be in the anime industry and I used to be more in like anime journalism type stuff. I, uh, I felt like contractually obligated to like give Gundam more of a shot than I wanted to. Um, But you know, we'll see what, what he uh what brings to the table i'll watch it either way
2: okay all right moving on we've got some i don't even know if i would call this news it should have just been a headline because the fact that i added was mildly annoying so we've got uh, a new star trek film that's going to be dropping paramount has announced that the new star trek film will be coming in on 9 june 2023 um Who's directing it? We don't know. Who's going to be in it? We don't know. Who's writing it? I don't know. Who's producing it? J.J. Abrams. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at uh, with this right now. Is
1: this the second one, then? Or is this related to the story from a few... Does it have a writer on it? Or I they announced a different Star Trek movie a few months ago?
3: I, a... I literally just said we, that. We don't know anything about okay, this Okay, so this is, is a different Star important. Trek
1: project than the other one. They have another and movie in development from the writer of Discovery that they announced a few months ago. So there's two Star Trek... Mo- is this one also coming... Paramount Plus? Did they even say that? Because originally their plan was all the movies go to Paramount Plus. Now,
2: yeah, they have not. Like, there's there's nothing known about this other than a date.
1: I don't even think JJ was producing the other either. So yeah, this is definitely two different projects.
2: So yeah. I would say that this is actually disappointing news to me. Um, Why? Because I don't I don't want JJ
3: Abrams to be producing. Anything. There's no opportunity cost though.
2: There is, um, but it's not. Ex- what it, didn't I say? Did I say I didn't want it, or it's not exciting to me? I'm sorry, what did I say?
3: I don't know what you said, to be honest. I it's not lie. exciting to me. Like, I don't... Okay.
2: The fact that he is producing it makes me not excited for a thing that I should be excited about, mm-hmm. so...
3: Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense.
1: I thought Beyond was fantastic. He just I love Beyond. It.
2: He probably produced it, yeah. Yeah, he
1: did, of course. But that's he because
3: Justin
2: up. Lin is awesome.
3: Yeah, you have someone else... Except for, yeah. except for Star Trek Beyond, which I think is terrible.
1: Well, I mean... J.J. also produced every Mission Impossible movie under Bad Robot. Every franchise he jumps on, Bad Robot stays with, and that counts as J.J. Abrams producing.
3: And so I'm confused.
2: Wait, so, Gemmer, I know that you you don't think that Beyond is successful, but did you also not
3: like it? I did not like it. You are just trolling me? No, sick? no, I really didn't like it. I was bored.
1: Doesn't like that? Doesn't like I it thought it was jealous. bored.
3: I thought the filmmaking was messy. I just thought it was just yeah, kind of a, a snooze fest for me. Right.
2: I'm going to mute you now. Okay. Anyway, moving can't on.
3: Place your tastes at all.
1: You like Snyder. You don't like Star Trek. You like Snyder. You don't like Indiana Jones.
3: Here's the thing. Actually, you I like Snyder. I don't like. No, no. I just haven't gotten into Star Trek. First of all, and then I Indiana Jones. I think Indiana Jones is fine. I have no problem with Indiana Jones. I'm just not a huge answer. fanboy over it. <laughs> I liked it. That was fun. I liked I like those movies, except for the fourth one. Okay. And the second one. I don't like the second one either.
2: So. This news about the Star Trek movie is kind of interesting because it was kind of thrown out there in at the same time as Paramount announced the fact that both Top Gun and Mission Impossible 7 were going to be delayed. So those films were delayed to uh, November 19th, 2021 for Top Gun.
1: Which was and, Mission Impossible 7, which pushed Mission right. Impossible 7 to Memorial Day, but you probably have the exact date because so they didn't give the exact. Date. Yeah,
2: twenty seven May, twenty twenty two. And then eight,
1: got pushed off that weekend to I think July. Seven of, July,
2: seven July,
1: twenty twenty three. so three more so, years of Tom Cruise, even if he dies.
2: Even if he dies, we got more Tom Cruise. So it's,
3: it's good. It's good great. job. It's good. Sure. We'll I'm go sorry
1: over. it was delayed, but like I don't even like the top first Top Gun movie. Like I don't dislike it. I'm just like eh.
2: It is certainly of its time.
1: But this one excites me because the first one's not terrible. And this one, obviously, I'm excited because it's Tom Cruise stunt based. He's at the point in his career that he wasn't in Top Gun where he's like, give me a real jet or I'm canceling the fucking movie.
3: Right. Yeah, I remember seeing that trailer drop in Hall H, San Diego oh, Comic-Con the first year and, and a half like ago The only this trailer point. we have for it? <laughs> the one where literally in the middle of a panel, Conan O'Brien came out and says, you're about to meet the most famous person in the entire world. And I was like, is this a joke? And then Tom Cruise came out and then he introduced the trailer. And <laughs> it, if awesome. you know anything about Hall H, it was pretty awesome. And anything about Hall H, Hall H is, is really kind of awesome and scary for someone like me at the same time because when the when the freaking bass hits of like any trailer, like the, the vibration, it almost feels like it's gonna sync up with your heart and make your heart stop. <laughs> And that was, like, that's amplified with this trailer, which features, like, legit jets, and it has, like, that extra bassiness of, like, the as they're flying through, and it just feels so grounded and real, which is funny because I feel like I didn't get that feel from the first one remotely um, at all. It feels so different. But, uh, yeah, it was exciting and cool. Well, what's really
1: funny is I watched a documentary about sound design on HBO Max or something, and they were talking to the Top Gun people who did the sound design, and they're like, yeah, we got up on the helicopter, like, the... Not the hel- helicopter, the aircraft carrier, and we were recording the noises, and the ship sounded like garbage. So we just made up our own noise for what jets just sound like in the sound Yeah, stage. I mean,
3: like, how do you record that? I don't even know how you. Well, they record were on like, like, like a mile l- away. They had
1: the like they were on the deck with the mic up as close as they could to one Too of them as they took off. Too and close. Like, that does not sound. Too close.
3: Good. Why would so you get that close? Said and the and the, the jets sounded
1: boring, so they made up the sound in post. Like they made oh, up okay. the sound, like they make up a T Rex sound. You know, That's like funny. with most explosions, throw a little wildcat in there
2: it's funny Wow. <laughs> so yeah that's it that's that's all we've got for news um, I guess there was one more thing we could talk about and, so and I guess it would be short um, we could talk about the mid-season trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier also um, mm. I'm curious so apparently it's been teased that there's going to be some big cameo in the upcoming episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier so by the time you the audience hears this uh, you will probably know who it is. I have no idea who this person is. Have you guys heard this or do you have any speculation as to who it is? I heard Kyle it's going to be Paul Bettany.
1: You do? Well, they said it's an no. actor husband in the MCU. No, no, he's that he's joking. joking. That was a joke. Oh, okay.
3: That was because a joke. Paul Bettany was uh, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I get to an work with somebody always I always want to work, work with. To. with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, uh, Kyle had a rumor that I kind of shot down that he thought of and then it popped up again online and it makes perfect Was sense. it a rumor that he
3: thought of or is that just speculation? No, he
1: was speculating. And he was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if it was this? And now it's like, a main theory but i don't like getting into theories as much it was the first season uh and i actually like it when i read the theory again i'm like fuck yeah vincent d'onofrio as a kingpin but he's also the power broker Hmm. oh
3: oh so the kingpin is the power broker yeah
1: kingpin is the power broker oh
3: i would love that
1: i would
2: love that that would be good i'm also happy that it's not a mutant because i'm fucking i don't think everybody like super excited We're not like speculating that shit just let it go just let it go we'll see mutants when we see mutants um but i no think just is the, power the power
1: broker the other person <laughs> just ignored it a th- a people thought about well i keep thinking about is maybe they'll get a different actor to play yeah xia like bradley and it'll be like an actor We're all like fuck yeah because part i think that what they said the original quote was you'll be more excited by the actor than than what like the actor is gonna be mind blowing more so than what character they're playing.
2: Okay, that's interesting. That's been
1: recent stuff said by the writer. So is it gonna be
3: Tom Cruise playing Man Number One? <laughs> is that what it's? Really be? it's
1: definitely, that's definitely a Marvel Comics character that we haven't seen very for. So it's at least a human with a name, even if okay. it's just like an agent.
2: So, so is Cruise it Keanu Reeves playing character. someone?
1: But then they'd waste him. He could get such a unless he was a really cool character. Keanu Reeves as
3: Ghost. Mister Senator, Mister uh, Senator,
2: <laughs> Mister Sinister.
3: Too early, no mutants. <laughs> I was funny, I was about to say, no, Mr. Sinister was teased at the end of Amazing Spider Man 2, and I forgot that it was a different franchise that blended Plus that, into my Sinister head. that
1: Sticks was a teased, <laughs> not uh, Mr. Sinister. So, Sinister
3: was teased. No, the it was X-Men Mr. Sinister, right? Wasn't Mr. Sinister teased? No, you're thinking no, about no, no, no. Uh, one of the X Men
2: movie? movies. I'm thinking no, of the
3: X Men movie. Yeah. yeah, the X Men movies. Yeah, Dates of Future Pastor. Fox, no, uh, Fox has
2: really fucked that shit up
3: <laughs> to the point where
2: you can't even remember.
1: Which is why we just need to let it sit.
2: Stick it in a blender. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Fox. That
1: trailer's great, that. though. Because that's the one yeah, where Tamer's like, though. I don't mind spoilers. I should have put this out yeah. at the beginning. So here's the
3: thing. It was like, I don't think what they had in there was that spoilery for that trailer.
1: I mean, it's stuff you expect as a comic fan. But if it wasn't a comic fan, I wouldn't want to know that John Walker murders someone.
3: Yeah, but they didn't show that. They just show him going. Ah! Ah!
1: For some reason, that's he it. always looks. Fucking
3: like- Captain America did that. Captain America did that in freaking... Civil yeah, War it doesn't we mean we know anything. John
1: Walker versus Steve Rogers. History. We know John Walker. So what? Like John Walker's got... I don't know. I no, you want to know, know it.
3: You in. know it. You know it. No one else does. No, so
1: exactly. For me, it wouldn't have been a big deal. So he's just going trailer.
3: like that with the shield. That doesn't mean that he's going to kill someone with the shield. It just means that he's doing that with the shield. And gonna well, hit I mean, something. by
1: the end of the trailer we're talking about, it has our two protagonists saying they're going to... But that
3: doesn't mean that him. he kills anybody with the shield.
1: But still, that's a spoiler. It's like, oh, he's a new Captain America.
3: No, that's like that's like going didn't into you always free-
2: know that they were gonna try and take the shield though? So how's that? Yeah, but if you
1: weren't a fan uh, of course I did. But mm-hmm. like if you like my mom watches that trailer, she's like, Oh, I've seen the entire series.
3: That's that, like going into Spider Man being like, Oh my episodes. god, the green goblin's the villain. It's like yeah, I figured he would be bad because he's Captain America. I'm gonna hate him anyway, so he better be bad.
1: But I don't think general audiences do see that because general audience are like, Oh, we've seen Zemo in the trailer and we've seen the flag smashers, those are our villains.
3: They don't know who now, the flag if you watch smashers this trailer, are. They're
1: like, oh, John Walker's a villain. Too.
3: They don't know who the flag smashers are. They just know that there's some terrorists. They see people, people
1: putting it. on masks and kicking the shit out of the main yeah.
3: character. I don't I'm know that they would assume. The I don't know that
2: anybody would assume that John Walker was the bad guy. Basically, I wouldn't. I agree. I,
3: I don't know if they'd assume it, but like at the end of it, it's like, okay, well, they're facing off. But in my head, if I was a viewer original, I'd be like, well, maybe they're trying to trick us into thinking that he is going to be a villain, but maybe he's not. Right. We don't know the context of everything. So it's not a spoiler, maybe cuz we don't yeah, even know like, what that scene reveals. Like for all we know, it could be like you don't want to do this. Yeah, we do. Work with us. It could be that. Yeah, it's like the weapon, you
2: know. sleep the weapon. It's totally likely the weapon like oh, we hate each other. Like no. Now we're partners. Partners, baby.
3: Yeah, so my point is is that it could it, and I don't think there was enough there specific spoilers. My the whole the reason is starting become in the first place entirely. It's mostly how? Footage from the first four They use It's be foot- there's it. a difference between showing footage in the first four episodes versus spoiling the first four episodes there's a huge difference there what do they spoil in those first four episodes
1: i've only watched the trailer once or twice because the ending's the only exciting
3: part because i've seen the rest of the series but, but my point is they didn't, sp- they didn't sp- yeah you-
1: <laughs> yeah but that's because like i brought out the main one which is fucking john walker which is like the crux of the show is that moment but i
3: don't think that they give enough to us definitively say if from day one if we were to go into it they'd be like he is definitively doing this in this show
1: I mean, you don't care about spoilers anyway. So how, why do you even get to have this conversation?
3: <laughs> oh, oh, shifting the goalpost, shifting I, the goalpost.
1: All I know is that, no, I'm just saying, I think it's super spoilery. I'd be pissed as a fan. I would be like, what is this? Some kind of a Batman V Superman trailer?
3: Would you say, what like, is this? Some is kind just... of Suicide Squad? <laughs> I, was,
1: I, was, I was saying it the same way. <laughs> but, uh, but <laughs> Bucky and Falcon say
3: that. The new trailer. Uh, but, uh. Yeah, my my point is is that if this had been the first trailer for the you still would have watched the series one. Oh yeah, I would watch the that's that's
2: that's the thing. Like I don't understand why you're saying that. Like so no, I that's get point. I get Nick's point where he's like this would have been like he feels like it would have been too spoilery. I don't understand your point either where you're like my point is
3: i would have been more excited going into episode one you're right it doesn't make a difference it doesn't matter you're right now you're right from (laughs) a a utilitarian standpoint it makes no difference from a creative standpoint damn you guys why didn't you make
2: me more excited before i watched the thing that i was gonna watch anyway
1: (laughs) it's following the wandavision model which i love you wouldn't want the mid trailer they put out there in the first as your first trailer
3: i don't remember what that trailer had so i don't really know
1: the same as this one where it's like Here's everything you need is to know the about same? the first half of the show, no. and then here's some new footage we wouldn't have shown you until we revealed some stuff. But shit. I
3: think I think WandaVision's different. It's like a mystery show. It's a mystery. Yeah. No,
1: I agree, but it follows show. that same thing where it's like, I don't want to know what's going to happen in the last two episodes until midway through the season. My
3: main point, Nick, is that this is a stronger trailer than the ones and that they shared before. It is, and my main point is it's too spoilery. Okay. I don't agree with that, but I, don't I don't think agree it's a with... stronger trailer. Well, I do think it's a stronger trailer, but... Yeah, I see what you're as you we're talking it about
2: it now, as we talk about it now, I think I did agree with Nick initially. And I think my objection is wrong. I think it's just because I didn't need to be more hype for the show.
1: Well, hell, here's a, I think the biggest spoiler in the trailer is Zemo sees. In the original trailer, we don't even see superhero serum. This trailer, we see it, and we see Zemo smashing it. We see a vialo. We see a vialo. We see him smashing five or six with the below yeah. shot. We see, we see a so vial, you, though, you, you but we don't know, know what that show, is like, in oh, context. We'll get some serum, but Zemo's going to smash most of it. But we don't, I don't know the know that But you don't is.
2: know that it's most of it. You're putting a quantity on well, it. You don't know that oh, the that Oh,
1: the show is about him. I don't know. It's... It could have just been you... like he found Here's one the problem.
2: Here's the problem. You think it's spoily based on the context that you have now. Had you not seen those first four episodes, you wouldn't have the context to be able to say that it is spoilery. Exactly.
1: I don't know. There's a reason most TV shows just show, like the Marvel's different because it's streaming. There's a reason why most TV shows only show Commercial well, the reason for, it for is that, just the pilot, I can't think of
3: one the right reason now. For but that this has is happened. because they don't produce them. They they didn't produce most of the episodes until after they showed that trailer. That's the real. That's the reason for most of the time.
2: And I can't think of one where this has occurred. I know that it's happened before, where I have watched a movie and then gone back and watched the trailer and thought, "Huh, that in context of the movie, like this scene spoils a major thing." But when I initially saw it, I didn't have the context to. To it know does annoy me though
1: at. when i watch a trailer and go to a movie and i was like oh one of the scenes in the trailer was the last scene of the movie which happens a lot it's not just Venom. kind like, of like honestly
3: kind of like that the opening this shot trailer, of the I first think. trailer no of the first trailer when he's trained when uh sam's training with the shield that's probably yeah. gonna be the last yeah episode, no, the last exactly moment, the last people episode. are guessing that's
1: the last shot of the mo- the show yeah. yeah yeah and that conversation where it's like we're damn good looking or whatever but we're not really partners we're
2: fate black
1: yeah Bucky walks away. Sam trains with the shield. Fade the
2: We're going to get to see him in the suit.
3: What's that?
1: I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say he's tra- training with the shield. Starts episode uh, five, six. Doesn't end it. Okay. I think I it does that. happen before the final scene, but it is towards the end of the series, whereas when you watch the first trailer, you're like, oh, this is the beginning of the series when they meet up for the first time.
3: Okay. Fair. Interesting. Well, let's, let's transition then away from the trailer into snowbird what what the fuck is it called again snowbird watching is that what we're watch.
2: talking about oh it's like oh we actually wanted to talk about the episode
3: yeah, yeah. okay it's fucked it. up go it was good I, I mentioned before that i was really uh i was i've been kind of disappointed with the the first two with that were good the third one i thought was the weakest episode i didn't understand what was going on why it was going on it just felt like plot was happening for plot's sake and then in this one i was just like i was in i liked the way sam was presented in this film in this episode the way he kind of took charge and was like, I'm going to do this thing. And then they're like, fine. And then they fucking screw it up. And then um, all the way to that last moment, which we've talked about already with, with John Walker killing a man. And I just thought it was really impactful. It was good. I'm ex- I'm excited for the implications and for what comes next. So I think this was a easily the best episode of the series so far. And uh, fingers crossed that they are able to, Stick the landing. You have follow through. Yeah, have stick the landing and have follow through with the next two. Yeah, it's a little I,
1: unsettling to me that the writer says the fifth episode is the best and not the
2: sixth episode is the best. Well, I think <laughs> that when you're, I think when you're writing something, well, maybe this is me. When you get to that fifth episode, that should be the thing, and then everything that's like that the that sixth. Yeah, yeah. The six X versus should like be the declining. Moore. Yeah, that should be the declining action. And So I, I'm. I'm on board with that if that's what he means. Like six should just be like wrapping shit up. We do know, I think that the next two episodes are going to be the longest ones. Um, I know the
1: next one is do we know the length of the?
2: Yeah, they're over six length
1: leaks the week really? of. I know the next one's the longest one yet.
2: Yeah. Um, so but this particular episode, I, I thought it was really good because the complaints that I have had about how they've been positioning Sam, I don't know that they have been assuaged, but I do like that you got to see a lot of different things from him. you. Got to see his fighting ability, right? So you got to see that the guy that they picked as Captain America got the shit beat out of him by the Dormilaje, while he ended that fight upright. So that gives you some uh, window into the fact that like he can hold his own in a in a hands a hand to hand fight without all of his gear without a shield, without wings. And I think that that kind of matters. And the yeah, other thing- is like grabbing get,
1: the spears when they're like lunging at
3: him. He'll like grab, yeah.
2: Yeah, and he's able to just hold his own. Oh, um,
3: he gets his ass kicked. I want to address also, your concerns after you're done talking. Remind me, okay. me to jump into that, but continue. The other
2: thing that I think that they did well was do a good job of positioning him just as well, if not better, It well, different- as a moral center of a potential Avengers team than Steve Rogers. So Steve Rogers, um, he seems much more bullheaded in his approach. Um, Like that line that Sharon Carter says in civil war, where she says, you know, when someone is wrong, you're supposed to plant your feet and say, no, you move. That was originally captain America's line from the comic book. And so that tells you a lot about who he is as a person. The difference in this episode that I really liked is that Sam is trying to use his previous training as a trauma counselor, Mm -hmm. as a PTSD counselor, to try and understand where the other person is coming from. And I never, while I do like the dynamic between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, I never felt like Steve was trying to understand where Tony Stark- Sam is
3: empathic. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's why it, it sets up for it to be a great Captain America at several points in yeah. this episode, yeah. where, it's where he's willing to go talk with them until Walker screws it up. He uh, he answers immediately like, would you take the serum? No! <laughs>
3: right. Yeah, I mean, I think this, addressing your concerns about him last time, where you talked about he wasn't really taking, he, he was kind of being battered around a bit, as opposed to actually taking control of the story. And then there was that one moment, a weird, weird incompetence with the phone call. I don't think it's assuages that, but the more I look into it, the more I just, you have, as you mentioned, Steve Rogers, who's goes with his gut in terms of morality, but then you have Sam who I feel like sits back and just thinks about it and tries to, as you mentioned, understand where everything is coming from. And let's be real, the guy who kind of sits in the back and just thinks about the different alternatives and the different perspectives. Is not necessarily the most exciting thing to watch? And I think maybe we've been seeing that, over the course of the first three or four episodes where he is kind of hanging back and kind of being the moral center weighing the options, understanding these different perspectives and then acting based on that. And I think that's why it's getting, it was hard for us to sort of he's hanging back for a lot of it and really internalizing everything. And um, I think what he really lacks is confidence to act quickly and act on those things. I think the series is about him gaining that confidence so that he could actually utilize the way he feels and thinks and turn it into action. So hopefully, that's what we'll get is someone who's more willing to act than what he is now. As I think I think that's sort of his arc. Now that I think about it more and more. Yeah,
2: I hope you're right. Um, I I can't really disagree with anything that you're saying. So
3: I think and I still think
1: Egypt episode been better than the last. So this is definitely my favorite. Um, yeah,
3: it was easily the best for me. Like, another thing I really
1: liked about it. <sighs> mm, fuck. Somebody, fuck. <laughs> Cut. Bitch. I had something
3: <laughs> i really like zemo um this is the second turkish time zemo delights.
1: those are nasty by the way
3: the second time zemo has has run away to do something yeah, they're so not good,
1: good. And that's what me yep. and kyle said in our podcast are like turkish delights plus like they're seven years old just pulls them out of a jar in his apartment after being in jail for seven years my point Unless is those turkish that Turkish delights were snapped and they're still
3: fresh oh that's a good point they were snapped obviously obviously what
1: oh uh, i remember what i was gonna say
3: they're not episode. alive. What did you guys just no, ignore? What the hell I was saying? I was talking. I was making points, and you guys kept on the Turkish delights. Did you hear what I said about Zemo? Yeah, he's awesome.
2: He snuck off.
1: To no, this. I you mean,
3: said you loved him. He my, disappeared to do no. something awesome. Well, yeah, I know that. My point of it was is that like I'm surprised that they're they're. I like the fact that they're actually making him I think like oh he's gonna fuck off and screw them over, but he's fucked off and helped them twice. Well, and I just think it's really interesting.
1: Me Loki, the way you're describing
3: him. Yeah, so like, right. So he's a bad guy, but once in a while, he's like
1: okay. But then oh. he's actually
3: doing it to help himself end them. Zemo's the new Loki. I love it. Except for Loki's still the Loki. Oh yeah, but, yeah we're gonna but do that for Zemo's, every series. Zemo's the ground level. Lo- he's he's the the Earth level the first, Loki. So
2: we're like gonna Loki do that for had, every. Yeah. We're gonna do that for every series. So WandaVision, Agatha was Loki in this. Did Zemo's I say she was Loki? Loki. No, uh, that's the what first, I said. Lo- I felt like she was gonna be the new.
1: Since
2: Loki, I've said, no, no, I said that. I said they about Africa, Agatha. She's going to be that. Now we've got Zemo is Loki. Now in Loki, we're going to have fucking Loki. Um, you know, the every Loki series is going to be another Loki. new Loki is the new Loki. Loki's the new Loki. Orange is the new black.
1: Yeah, diet Loki. No diet <laughs> Loki. The one I was going to say that really struck me about the episode um, is it. It kind of brings you back in the reality because you watch these shows and you are like, no one dies on these shows, but the bad guys. Like, that's the way Marvel, I I go into most Marvel movies with no fear any of the characters I like will die. And they actually make you like Hoskins, and there's this moment where it's like, oh, yeah, people die in combat. Like, this is a superhero movie, but Marvel will kill someone once in a while, and and it just shocks you, especially this, how fast it happened. Like, it's not choreographed, like Stark, you know, you know Stark's going to die before he snaps his fingers, you know, vision that Thanos is coming for him. This is just normal fight scene. We've had lots of fight scenes between these guys and oop, his neck's broken. He's dead.
3: Oh, you're talking about Shatterstar? Battlestar. Battlestar. Battle Star. Star.
0: Yeah.
3: Shatterstar. Shatterstar, <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ.
3: Is that <laughs> Deadpool? Star also died. No, in is that movie. freaking uh, Transformers? He's in yeah, he's a Deadpool guy. Oh, Deadpool. He's in Deadpool. I'm, okay, I'm mixing up my friends. Yeah, he also died. He was also a minor who's, character who's, who died. Who's Transformer that reminds me of Shatterstar? The name? what's his name so, starscream 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 that's yeah. what i'm thinking about yeah wow so that wow. was
1: refreshing because you know yeah. you'll kill a yondu or someone once in a while but just, those like, will be like, like oh yeah those will be, emotion- those will be like Marvel.
3: emotional ones and whereas this was more of just like oh yeah someone we kind of like that we didn't expect has died
1: yeah well it just reminds you people can die because most superhero movies the villain dies everyone else is cool yeah like i said uh-huh. there is a yondu here and there or an Odin who doesn't really even get killed. He's like, it's time for me to die. And he turns into like Yoda. He just like
3: turns into nothing. Into space dust. Yeah.
2: I thought it was weird. So while I liked the scene, because I thought the sign, the sound design was fantastic. Like the way that the sound kind of drops out and you're like, oh, shit, this is about to be really bad. Yeah. Um, that I did think that it was weird because this was the plan, right? Like it, it kind of started going according to plan. She's like, yeah, we need to separate them, and we're going to kill Captain America. Did she like? Why is it different killing Battlestar than Captain America? Why did that? I cause think it's because them- I think
3: the reason why is because they. She's relatively, obviously, she can, she's relatively altruistic. Relatively, she like. Okay, my point is they they go in with the mission and they they don't necessarily. Hold on, let me talk. They go in. Yeah, you're right. I was going to say yeah. yeah, I know, but you didn't see ex- exactly. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say by anything. Point, I was just gonna be like, I
2: was, I, was trying to, I was trying to incept your mind to remind you, like, no, 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 no. she killed all it's those kinda, people in kind specific like, scene. It's yes. kind of
3: like the the airport scene in Civil War where they're fighting. What do they expect to happen? Like, at the end of the day, if one of them had in a position where they can kill the other, what was gonna you happen? they
1: were not gonna do that in Civil War, though. They're just trying to stop each other without murdering each other, I guess. And then you feel like most of the fights are shooting each other with laser think...
3: I think Battlestar is just collateral, and they probably didn't want collateral. I don't know, man. Most of
1: these, most Marvel doesn't delve into that. Most DC doesn't delve into that. It's just these days, it's just
2: like what everyone makes to- it out. I guess. I guess my point is that it's just weird. I-, I think that it was just
3: very, very weird. Though that being said, like I could see that for me. Like if I was going into something and I was just like, "Oof, I'm gonna have to kill this thing. I'm gonna have to kill A," and then I'd go through it. And then I end up trying to kill A, but accidentally killing B. I didn't want to kill A to begin with, but I feel like I had to. But instead, I killed someone who I didn't. And then as a result of that happening, I was like, oh, fuck, I better run. And then my friend get killed as a result. So it's just, just like. Him.
2: And that's the other part. Like, it's weird because you go in to expect? kill. So one, what do you expect? Two, it's not like you're not on equal footing. If anything, there are still more of you than there are of him. Now that you've taken out his partner, you can. Do the thing that you were there to do. Um, But they're not like
3: awful people. Like, yeah, they are bad people, but they're not like without morals. And without feeling. The goal was to
2: kill someone. The goal was to kill Walker. But they were not without
3: feeling. They are not without feeling. And I get you objectively, if you look at it and you say, this was their objective. This is picking them closer to the objective. Why are they sad about it? They're allowed to feel things for the things that they have done. And they're allowed to recognize that the thing they did is objectively bad. And be, still be shocked by it. People so, are allowed yeah. to be contradictory in those again, types of things.
1: She killed people she never met. And then someone and she didn't who's see physically it.
3: fighting her gets killed. And she feels yes, like, but but uh, A, he just got in the way, first of all. B, it was like she a moment where see, he jumped
1: in front. And it was like a she got to soldier see, punched to a regular person. And she got
3: to see someone mourning over him. Whereas before, the people just were gone. I think there's the difference between you killing someone off screen I... and killing someone in front of you.
2: I feel like it's, it's badly done because they definitely yeah, threw fair. Bucky off of the truck. If he wasn't able to save himself, he if would have died. Die. Yeah, so I, don't know, is, I,
3: don't feel, I don't feel passionately enough to argue that much, but I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> but I also kind of could see the other way. I yeah. somehow I,
2: I, I get what you mean, what they were trying to do, but I also feel like she has done enough that it is strange. Um, here, okay, I'll fix it. Here's how they could have fixed it. They needed Sam to snap her out and saying, what did you do? Because they had a moment where they connected and got to her about, remember, she was talking about roadblocks, right? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of messed up her thought process. And if he said, what did you do? I think that would have brought her back to that conversation it had during the funeral. And that, for me, that would have been the thing that would have created uh, enough cognitive space for her to run.
3: Yeah, I think I agree. That's it. Yep. 100%. On board. Release the Brandon cut. Mm. Cut the check, baby. Anything Nick, else? Are you make? about to say a thing or are you frozen? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, you, you look like
1: you're no, about no, to say no, no, things. I'm, I'm so fu- tired, even as a joke of release the blank cut. <laughs> want to He's sitting there going like, every time I see fuck,
3: it. I hate you, Jammer. You and your release that blank cut jokes. Why don't we just talk about anime instead?
1: Um, yeah, that's going to excite me too. <laughs>
2: Wait, so I want to say this. We haven't, we, we've kind of talked about the moment, but not really. I want to say this and then I'll be done with it. Uh, and you guys can say whatever you want. When Walker killed that dude, my mouth was open, even though like you knew it was going to happen, right? Like, you, as soon as the music dropped out, the sound dropped out, and he jumps out that window, you're he like, This is landing
1: captain, even do that that often. Yeah, he usually falls on his shield.
2: That dude is dead when it happened i was still shocked like and yeah. it was it was an amazing piece of work from a from a cinematic point of view where you can show the brutality of something without having to show everything yeah, and it was so shocking without having to show the thing it was just impressive
3: i think it helps that we've seen cap in a similar situation exactly with the civil war <laughs> yeah like literally like the ha oh, over over iron man when he was about to do it and he he averted it and just hit the the, the power source and i think i don't know if you did but i was, was in slow motion like my eyes were you like hit flashing the power source back between those the, were, right those my eyes were flashing back between those two moments and i was thinking <laughs> he's gonna kill him but wait captain is something to save this him. like so many Cap. things were going through my head as it was going exactly i was going back and forth back and forth back and forth and then it executed I was so like this. i think there was enough sort of back history with that position that pose and then the difference in the characters where my mind was just going through like a roll of potential scenarios in my head so it was still shocking when it came down and he killed him
1: i was just yeah. yelling like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck because the minute yeah the drum music drops out and walker's chasing i'm like walker is not capturing this guy this is going to be the turning point where walker where he goes full like psychopath
2: yeah yeah yeah, it was I thought it was incredible. It's, I mean the minute the moment he took
1: the serum, I was like, oh, nope, he's full psychopath. When we see him just, you know, he's yeah. not killing one, but he's you know, he's kicking ass and getting the shield stuck in the wall.
0: Hey, he bends can you guys the metal settle something for me. And then me? the
1: guy he bends the metal around is literally like, oh shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can you guys settle something for me? I'm curious. Um, I can't remember. I think that this is true. Steve Rogers, I don't remember him ever introducing himself as Captain America. He always says I'm Steve or Steve Rogers or Captain Rogers. I, in the MCU, I do not recall him ever saying I'm Captain America.
3: I don't think he's Um, ever said that.
2: Which I think is very interesting. It's like a, it's a mantle that is put upon him and he doesn't like say no, but he never introduces himself that way. And it's interesting to me that the trailer for the next episode, you have this very, clear scene of john walker saying i'm captain yes. america which i find amazing because it's like dude you just murdered a dude in pure daylight and your entitled piece of shit ass is still like no i'm captain america and i love it because it makes you hate him as a character so much mm-hmm.
1: no i completely agree especially someone did put that side by side like it's just a meme. not even me but just two photos where mm-hmm. it's like i am captain america that's a picture of steve rogers like introducing himself to groot and he's like i am steve rogers
2: yeah yeah he's like I'm Steve, um, and this dude's just like, yeah, I'm Captain America, which I I, I love as a uh, character choice, so it shows yeah. the contrast.
1: I'm excited so far at the show. It's being treated with just the same amount of reverence as Winter Soldier or um, Civil War. So yeah. this is, these Cap projects, even though Cap's not in them, are still my absolute favorite part of the MCU, even, the more, than the franchise. Marvel, even more than the Avengers.
2: Best franchise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Best trilogy ever, I would say, is the Cap trilogy.
2: Yeah. I'm really curious. Um, there was a teaser as well from the showrunners that say Bradley was coming back, and I'm curious how they're going to close that loop.
1: That was my, like I said earlier, that was my other thought. Is if, uh, I mean, you said the guy has makeup on, but he's still like 70, the actor. But maybe they would yeah. get like an A-list younger uh, African American or Black actor to play him, and that would be like an A-list actor. We're like, oh shit, this guy's on the show. Well, can't think of anyone that would be so A-list that Marvel hasn't already
2: used. I don't even know. I'm curious because the way that they quote unquote designed him, like his chest was still sticking out and like he was still bigger than both of them. So I'm curious if they even need to do that. But we'll see. Yeah, I feel like they could do just as well. Young, young manning him up and then throwing a a stunt double in there for like the hard hitting action.
1: Definitely want to see like a flashback.
2: Yeah, we'll see
1: some of his work.
2: One of the biggest reasons why I think that that was going to happen is because that is part of the—that's just part of the comic book as well. So getting to see that stuff, so it'd be interesting. But anyway, plus we might need to move on.
1: Is his grandson again? So that might not happen. That's probably not going to happen until later series. Seeing him
2: yeah. become Patriot. Yeah, I don't think so. Until later, I agree. I'm ready you guys to move ready on. to do some anime? Talk some anime? Yeah. That—that Nick didn't.
1: <laughs> uh, I do <laughs> have a question find, find based no... on the one I was told to watch.
3: Yeah, by no fault of his own, was not able to watch the one we're discussing today. In fact, I would say it was our fault because so there are basically two movies from filmmaker Makoto Shinkai and he the famous one that he did was Your Name, which mm-hmm. came out a few years ago. And I saw that a while ago. And then Weathering With You is the newer one, which is on HBO Max and actually was the one that I was intending for us to watch. Um, but then oh, it's the same Brandon, guy. I didn't realize that. Same guy. Same filmmaker. Which is why I was, but then you mentioned before, I want to, I want to watch something that you think is good because you probably wanted something that you know is not going to suck. Um, You've talked about it on
2: the show before too. So like multiple times you've brought up your
3: name. Okay. So that's why you wanted to talk about it. You want to discuss it. But that came in after Nick had already watched like 80% of Weathering with you.
1: I ain't bothered finishing it because we're not going to talk about
3: it you just
1: you have no because here's okay here's the question i have about anime and i think this is mostly the anime's jammers made me watch are the ones i don't connect to not the whole genre because every anime jammer is recommended is about high school kids and and a lot of the movies he likes that i don't like are about high school kids like i don't give a shit like about school life or
2: says the guy who loves the spider-man movies
1: yeah I've spent a so little time in school, like half, like most of the one we watched last time is set in hallways of school. Not most of it. There's so much of the first few episodes of the last magical girls, and then this again, this is a magical girl movie, and so I'm assuming that's just a sub genre. Of... No,
3: weathering with you is not not your name to be clear. Brandon. Yeah, it, it took me. No, I'm oh, right.
1: Like I'm saying, this is exactly this. Like, so jammer, do I dislike anime or do I dislike that genre?
2: Wait, so weathering with you, you like is a magical genre. girl
3: movie? Yes. No, it's not really. Not really. She's it's called basically, a Magical Girl. Oh, is she called a Magical Girl.
1: Yeah, and the more she uses her powers, it. the closer she comes to dying, just like the witches. Shh, fuck oh, you, Nick. It's oh, exactly the same thing. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I, haven't I haven't seen seen
3: it. it. Yeah, no oh, boy. Seen it. See, that's Andrew, that's a spoiler. Yeah, that's a Jammer spoiler.
1: Spoilers, so we're good. Um, I do.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't care. <laughs>
1: that was in the trailer. Jammer sent.
3: Oh, I didn't was it? Yeah. Just gonna watch the okay. movie.
1: But anyway, chose to watch
3: another movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You did choose to <sighs> My point is, uh this is not magical girl. She doesn't like. Tra- does she transform? I'm assuming she doesn't.
1: Not a full transform. So Not, not, like, a di- not like a moment where it's like. Stop talking to him about this movie. I'm going
2: to watch this movie this weekend. I
1: don't know. I just, I, assume it's this part of and like, because yeah, there's based on what you said. This is
3: nothing like your name, by the way. I will say, though, it does have. Does your name have high
1: school students in it?
3: It does. It does. Not interested. But, like, the thing about it is, is a, it's definitely a cultural thing. And I totally understand not wanting to watch shows about high schools. And I, so I think it's just the fact that the ones I introduced to you yeah. happen to have kids in school. They're playing so with that. We're talking
1: that. about Gundam and stuff. So obviously, it's not the entire genre.
3: No, Gundam's a high school. No, it's not. <laughs> what what I wanted See, to confuse confusing for a you second.
2: needed like one more second because I was going to jump in and be like, yeah, they're cadets in a high school like Academy. No, to but be no, fair, in Gundam, Wing,
3: like th- in Gundam Wing, there was like a high school. What's her name? Was it that one preppy high school? I think that was a high school,
2: right? You know what I'm talking about? Like I don't remember. It was such a long time ago.
3: Yeah. Um, anyway, anyone anyway, can discuss
1: your name. That was my only
3: question. So, so your name. Is a- Let me tell you really quick. Oh, go ahead and do your introduction. And I want to give you a sort of a just- build up to your name
2: so your name uh by director makoto shinkai is that correct jammer did i say that correctly yes first try 8.4 on imdb out of 10 and a 98 percent on rotten tomatoes so apparently nick is the weird one but we knew that already i
1: haven't seen Nick, but yeah (laughs) i remember when it came out it was popular as shit in my movie theater
2: the day a star fell it was almost like like
3: seeing something out of a dream nothing more or less a breathtaking view.
1: At last hello, you've opened your eyes. But why won't you even look at the colour? What's at the cafe later?
3: Thanks, but
0: I gotta go to work.
1: You and really.
0: It's too small and close-knit. Sorry, Please make me a Tokyo boy, my next life! I? have
2: been having some strange dreams lately. I like could dream about
0: someone else's
2: life. <laughs> Two teenagers share a profound magical connection. Upon discovering their are swapping bodies, things manage to become even more complicated. When the boy and girl decide to meet in person, so this is an older oh, film. I, Usually,
3: I hmm. love that that premise. Yeah, for reasons that you, I understand in terms of spoilery stuff, they avoid that, which is good. Continue.
2: Mm. Yeah, um, I was just going to say this is probably an older film than we typically do. So this came out in April of 2017. Um, obviously, it's the year of our Lord 2021, but it's still good. It's still good. Yeah, jammer. So.
3: Makoto Shinkai is a very interesting filmmaker. I dislike most of what he's made, but his movies or his projects tend to very much have a very specific through line. His first film uh was a, he made by himself on his like old computer back in the late nineties, early two thousands animated completely by himself. It's called Voices of a Distant Star. And it's essentially wow. like a student film and it follows One character is a female, goes off to fight a war in space, and the other one stays behind. And it is about, because of of where she's located, kind of like Interstellar, because of where she's located, time works differently for her. And so he is, like, growing up without her, and she's still saying at her high school age, but they're sending each other messages, and they're, like, decades apart. And it's basically about them being in love but distant from each other and literally every project he has has to do with these two characters who are in love but are distant in one way or another but they're always just not really that great to me they're cool in concept but like they're very much the work of a student so every single time i'm like oh i like the idea but you're so not close very good. You're so close. So literally, I feel like Your Name to me was the first time with when his skill of storytelling actually met that same concept he's been trying five or six times. It finally met it. So it was really, really satisfying after I think I waited a year and a half after it came out because I was like, I don't want to like get Makoto Shinkai again where it's like the same shit, but it doesn't quite work out. But this one was like easily the best version of that story. And uh, it paid off to me really well. And I thought it was very well made. It's beautiful. Like most of his movies are. Um, but I just thought the way it was told was just, it was fucking ah, chef's kiss, kiss near perfect for me. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was entertaining. It was gorgeous to look at. It had great characters. It had awesome unexpected twists and, you Even by near the very end, I had no idea how it was going to end. I was like, oh, it can go this way it can go that way. I don't know which way it's going to go. And I could see that as being a viable option of how it ends. But it just kept me guessing. So I was invested and I cried like three times in this movie. But you know me, I'm a little bitch. I cry all the time. So that's just what happens. But yeah, uh, I thought it was really good. I really enjoy this movie. And I think y'all should watch it, including you, Nick. You should watch this movie. It's probably better from what I've heard than Weathering With You. But I hear Weathering With You was good, but this is way better. Danny said he day. watched this, right? What's that? Danny said he watched it. He said he enjoyed it. He said he liked okay. it. And he wanted to ask us about anime, but obviously he's not here. So,
2: mm. he what'd can't. you say, Nick? It's, it's about high school
1: students, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yes. I would like it. Okay, just keep I recommending he... the same thing to me. It's like, I think it's not like the same thing. thing. It's not this the same
2: thing. It's not the same thing. It's just This is nothing like Magic Emotica, which is nothing like whatever the hell you're like just because it involves high schoolers, it's not, it's not the same thing. Um, I i think one of the things that you said, Jammer, resonated with me is I, when this movie started, I kind of took a step. Shit, this is gorgeous. Like the first thing I remember seeing with this movie, and it might be the very first thing you see is the comet breaking off and becoming a meteor and falling from space and dropping through clouds and then dropping farther. And it was like, this look and it it made me stop and kind of sit up more and look at it because it looked it's probably one of the best looking cartoons I've seen in a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and I I love the twists and turns. This the montages were really good, um, they were done really well. The recurring jokes that kept coming up I really liked, and I really I liked. So we talked about spoilers earlier in this. By the time you get to the end of this, they've shown you things even in the opening moments of this that could have been spoilers, but again, you didn't have the context to know what you were looking at. And I like that they weren't afraid to show you stuff that at the end you're like, "Oh, we've already seen this," and I really like that. Um,
1: Is it like in a Mission Impossible way, which I just thought of, just kind of well, it's sort of the opening credits of Mission it, Impossible Mission Three in the movie.
2: Well, specifically, specifically even three, right? Like. I remember three, three,
1: four, wins. five, and six. I'll show yeah. every action scene in the in- opening. Yeah. Credits. I, um, I would say it's closer,
3: it's closer. All the closer to how Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> mid season shows the ending, except it lights it up <laughs> in a different context. When yeah, you
1: actually I like watch you the movie. that, I was wondering how they were showing something. You're like you're not talking about a trailer. You're talking in the
0: movie. I know. they show you something in the movie. That yeah.
3: The
2: um, and the other thing I'll say about that is I. It made me think of so. I tweeted out a little while ago about preferring to watch animes in dub rather than sub. And this movie kind of drives home that idea. And what makes me laugh about that is a friend of the show, uh, Pistol Pete, told me that there is an Imaginary Worlds podcast that specifically addresses this. So I went and looked for it. Mm. And it talked about how there were some anime creators who were like, no, we dubs are fine. We want you to look at the thing that we've created. Pay attention to that rather than trying to do like this, this, purest, this, this purest thing and pay attention to like the direct translation. Um, this movie, I felt validated because it, it looks amazing. And there's a montage scene that happens in this that is absolutely hilarious and trying to read it and watch it at the same time would have been a complete fail for me.
3: Mm. Um, You're talking about the body switch montage? Mm-hmm. So to clarify things yeah. for Nick, the story follows two characters. One is a high school boy in metropolitan Tokyo, living his day out. And then one is this girl in the countryside who is just like, I am fed up with this podunk bumpkin world. I need something else in my life that's exciting. Um, and... I forget how it happens specifically, but they end up waking up in each other's bodies. And
2: I don't think they ever explain it.
3: In, in, yeah, Interfering with each other's life. And then they um, the montage kind of shows the way they communicate with each other. It doesn't happen once. It happens randomly. It happens for random periods of time. And what they started to do is they started to like write each other notes on each other's bodies and each other's belongings to communicate with each other and um, tell each other like, don't do this. Don't do that make sure you're on time for this and that and just start leaving each other notes. And that montage kind of shows that communication process. And she's just like, yeah, you're not allowed to do this with my body. You're not allowed to do this with me and stuff. And it's just like things like that, that are, I thought were really good. And she's like, Oh yeah. And when you're like a girl, you can't like just sit on a chair with like your legs spread out, like a guy that just doesn't work. And just like other things like that, that are really funny. Um, like and there, there are many points where he just like fucks with her life by becoming overly aggressive towards people who are like talking shit about her and basically everyone around her becomes really confused on how she has these sudden mood shifts and they can't explain it. Um, And yes, that's sort of the general premise of it. But before we get into like more of that, which I think is the more interesting aspect, which is I think once you get past maybe the halfway point of the movie, I want to hear what your overall rating and spoiler free thoughts are for the movie Jonesy. Oh, it's an easy nine for me. Um,
2: I, I love the way it looked. I love the comedy. Um, it was, and in the end, the wrap up was really good. So what you were saying about not knowing how the story was going to go and keeping you guessing, I really, really liked that. And I felt like it gave me a sense of anticipation and anxiety about what was going to happen at the end. And I feel like that's, that's getting harder and harder to do. And especially with like known properties, because that's a lot of what we watch, right? Like, Most of the time, most of the things that we watch, they're based on superheroes or based on some sort of like John Wick is going to walk for the most part out of these movies. Like for the most part, like all the superheroes we watch, those people are going to live through this. And so getting to watch something like this, like I have no idea what's going to happen with these people. Um, And so getting to see a story where it kept you guessing right up until the end was pretty good and uh, um, especially especially like what you're talking about with the halfway point at that point like any any semblance that you had of like any um about any what, the show, what the movie is yeah any certainty you had about what was going to happen at the end just got completely obliterated like the thing that happened in the movie and <laughs> and so then it just then it just comes back and you're just like oh ooh. okay got it and yeah. I, it's a, it's joyful to
3: watch so Nick, uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk spoilers. I, I also would probably give this a nine, nine and a half. I, I'd say nine and a half. I'm giving it a nine and a half out of 10. Don't do I, the reason I think, don't do I think I'm, giving, I'm giving the extra half simply because of, of the pent up desire I had for Shinkai to succeed at telling the story. Having it finally pay off, I'm really excited about. So the extra five, I'm giving it. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for your name, then go away and come back later when you've seen it. Definitely watch the movie though. So Nick, so the great thing, we told you about the premise about their switching bodies. And you're probably thinking, well, why don't they just call each other on each other's cell phone? They think about that. that. Oh, well, they think about that and it doesn't work. (laughs) So they decide to finally, or one of them decides to finally track down the other. The guy decides to track down the girl and find her. And when he goes to where she is, it's gone. It is obliterated. It was obliterated three years ago, was it? Yeah. By a meteor and so and also he's finding more and more he's starting to forget things about it and so like it's about him trying to solve the mystery of what happened and how they were connected and all this other stuff like can he get her back can he do anything it's like really really mind trippy and you have no idea how it's going to work go ahead brandon you think you're about to say something sorry yeah
2: the only thing i was going to add is you said these forgetting things it seems
3: like the reason he's forgetting things is because
2: they transfer when they're asleep and so it's almost like a dream when they wake up and so just like when you start to forget your dream when you wake up that's Mm. the same thing that's happening to them which is something that that comes into effect later right
3: yeah and then so basically what it comes down to is they have to go to this and this is where uh, i think the jj abrams remake could be really interesting is that they really lean (laughs) into uh And I don't know how accurate this is, but this is this fantastical thing where where she lives is very much like old timey, the way they believe in things and like, oh, this this mountain believes something. This mountain stands for something. This is this this is that it's like a little religious thing. And somehow that affects sort of the time thing and it allows them to sort of meet and for briefly and sort of have him relate information to that past version of her right before the meteor is about to hit and sort of make a difference. It's really, I'm explaining it terribly, but it's done amazingly well. And like, you just don't know at the very end, it's like, oh my God, are they going to be saved or not? Is the meteor going to kill everyone like it actually did? Is he going to change the past? Like, we don't really know. And uh, yeah, and even at the very end, I'm going to spoil it, I don't care, I don't give a fuck. At the very end, even when they're saved, they basically have lost all memories of each other. So they didn't even know each other exists. So there's like this last like 10 minute, Denouement section of it, and it isn't until like they randomly come across each other in the city like seven or eight years later or something, and they kind of see each other for the first time, and then they both have like this feeling, and they kind of ask each other your name, and then it ends, which is great, yep, which yes. is the, <laughs> yeah, which is which is the Leonardo DiCaprio thing, where it's just like they like they stop like Jonesy can I ask like, your name, hell yeah. <laughs> And then that was like yeah. the last line of the movie. And I was like, oh, that's fucking beautiful. That's so good.
1: The minute I saw that one, I'm like, there must be one for Invincible. Because the way we told you, they kind of like the way they use his name each time. Like there's got to be a Brad Pitt one. I mean, a Leo one where it's like Invincible title card.
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> you could probably Google it right now. Yeah. yeah um, it's
1: probably been shared by the Invincible account. They have like the best Twitter account. Whoever's in charge that. of it ever. Should but, take a look. Cool, guys.
2: Cool. Um, <laughs> you know cool guys uh, i don't give a shit about time this travel. Cool. i don't i don't have a lot to add to what jammer said there were there were lots of things that i really liked about it um i liked the idea of they did that thing that some movies used to do really well where they were kind of mention a thing and then move off of it very quickly and you'll forget that it happened so like they're in class talking about um twilight or the witching hour and mm they're having a conversation about it in class and then they move off of it. And that is the thing that Jammer's describing that allows them to have that moment later in the movie. Mm. So they're in the area where the comet hit that became a meteor and they can't, they can hear each other, but they can't see each other. And then they're standing there and you're like, why can't they see each other? And then the sun goes down just enough to where it becomes twilight or wishing hour between um, dusk and sunset. And now they can see each other and communicate. And it's just, it's like, they paid it off really well and it the movie does that really well where it just pays off a bunch of little things that happen again and again like one of the things that made me laugh and it's it's probably really gross um like every morning he wakes up he grabs his boobs um so every time he's in her body he's like just grabbing her boobs and then the sister um so the the girl has a younger sister who will open up the door and always catches him playing with his own boobs. Cause he's like, I've, I've got boobs. And when they meet each other, that's one of the first things she says to him. She's like, stop grabbing my boobs. And he goes, I only did it once. <laughs> it's like, you know that he did it. it. Like you probably saw him do it five to seven times. So, you know, he did it like every single time he woke up in her body. It's just, it was funny. Um,
3: but like I said, very creepy. Um, but it was more
1: creepy. So I'm glad it only went far as.
3: Well, it it manages to avoid most of the creepiness, and they managed to play it off in a way (laughs) that feels mostly harmless.
0: Yeah, because she definitely does the same thing.
2: She definitely does the same thing where she like wakes up in his body, and she's like, "There's something down there," and then she looks down there and like sees. And it's like, as high schoolers, like, yeah, I I get that. Like, she has like the
1: opposite reaction. Like, oh, not a dick again.
2: No, she, she says. She says I she has hate to getting pee a
1: dick every time we show which bodies.
2: Like she wakes up, she's like, "Oh my god, I have to pee!" And she like, I, I don't want to have seen it, but I could imagine that being played for comedy very well. Like, what the fuck do I do with this thing? Um,
1: I'll just say the American version is not going to have half of this shit.
3: Yeah,
2: which was, it will be. <laughs>
1: I it will mean, be
3: worse off for it. I don't know if that's true. What do you mean? Half of that shit. What do you mean? We're
1: going to do a nice Americanized version of a movie where a character wakes up and grabs his boobs, his new boobs, and then a, we have a life. I think action they probably will. Come on.
3: Realistically, you wake, you wake up in a, in a female body. You're going yeah, you to feel it's going to happen. I
1: don't know. I don't think the American version is going to have that unless it's a narrated movie.
3: I think you'd have to see
2: it to understand what we're like. It's not like it's, he's shirtless, it's very... like grabbing her. No, I know, just like... but
1: like, I don't know. I think it's something that comes Japanese culture.
3: I get your point. You make it sound like we don't have sex comedies in America. Have you never you do, seen but any is this of like an American... R
1: film or PG thirteen? No,
3: my my point is the, so when you G-
1: described the scene about peeing, it reminds me of thirty year old virgin, which is an R rated. No,
3: film. He, she didn't actually. There wasn't a scene that, like that. She just said, "I have to pee," and then walked, ran away, and we didn't see anything.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Could do it's all that. it's a
3: the movie's rated PG, Nick. The yeah, movie that's... is rated PG. <laughs> it's like it's a PG movie. <laughs> There's nothing in the movie that I think is that objectionable. Would you agree, Jonesy?
2: No, there's nothing. Um, I think the the worst thing is the spitting of the sake, um, oh, yeah. but there's nothing objectively objectively objectionable about this movie.
3: Cool. It's, it's like it's, that's the thing. It's like for an anime, it's a, given the concept that it has, it is fairly wholesome. Good.
2: Yeah. Um, I, and I've already said this. I don't have a lot to contribute, but that ending. Um, that kept me on pins and needles right up until the very end. Um, until the title
3: drop or until the meteor drop,
2: uh, ending the very, very end, because it kind of reminded me of butterfly effect and the sense that, you know, uh, Aston Kutcher and, uh, Amy smart ran into each other in the end of the theatrical cut and saw each other. And like, he keeps on walking. Like she knows that she knows him anyway, you should see it it's a good movie this was interesting where like you said jammer they very much could have left it and not had these people even talk to each other and you could see that as an ending Um, but it was nice to to have i don't want to call it a wholesome ending but maybe that's the best way to describe
3: it it's a hollywood Um, ending it is
2: um but it felt actually no
3: Hollywood would have been more unearned, I think. I think Hollywood would have been more like they would have known and they wouldn't have forgotten in the first place and not spent several years not Man, knowing each other.
2: That scene, like as soon as the twilight ended. Oh, yeah. It, I was like, write it down, write down. He was like, I'm never, never going to forget your name. Like, write it down, write it down. And then. He's like, oh, I forgot. It's like, God fucking damn it. And then <laughs> yeah, literally what I happened love- was
3: they're, she's, they're like, the, the, what it is is he's like, we're going to write it down. And she's like, okay, cool. Like on each other's on our own hands so that we remember each other before you know we wake up. And then he starts to write it and then it ends. And then so like her, the, the pen disappears and stuff. And then later on, she, as she starts forgetting, she's just like, I have to remember who he is. And she starts forgetting. And she's like, oh, he wrote it down. And on her hand, he wrote, I love you instead of that. And She was like, That was the stupidest thing ever, and then she forgot about yeah, it. She's
2: like, That doesn't help.
1: <laughs> I did right, I know. On his hand, so
3: <laughs> I love how much Nick is just not feeling this conversation. He's like, I didn't no, see this fine. movie, don't it's care, fine. don't give a fuck. I feel bad we didn't watch Weathering with you.
1: I still would have had about this, <laughs> I just would have had more compl- yeah. complaints if we talked about that movie. There, at least here, I'm not complaining, i
3: <laughs> just sitting here listening. That's true, that's true yeah I remember
2: being deeply sad at the meteor reveal too so I think this movie did a really good job at um
3: and that montage at the end of the meteor with the meteor strike oh my god it was so good the way they matched up with the music and the news reports and stuff was so
2: good yeah I'm gonna watch this again um I'm definitely gonna watch this again I loved I mean you just didn't see you did not see it coming and I loved going into this movie cold um and not having any inkling about what I was watching Hmm. So yeah,
3: I'm I'm interested to see weathering with you though, because I there's no way it's going to measure up to this. To be honest, like it's just not going to. That's fine. It doesn't have to. Um. But yeah, I want to watch it. I, I watch agree. It. I agree. Anything else? Um. Good job, Makoto Shinkai, for doing finally doing the story that you meant to do. Um. Several years and several movies later, and yeah, keep up the good animation stuff. And I really I remember being really annoyed at the time when people. I, when this movie came out, we're calling him the next Miyazaki, and I'm like, this movie's nothing like Miyazaki. What the fuck are you talking about people? It's so no, different, not even close. not even remotely close. um it almost felt like it 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 almost felt like it was written by a machine where it was written to like sort of just take bits and pieces from all the anime tropes and sort of put it in a way that somehow worked together in a way that was like not only anime tropes, but trope but like but story tropes that would be really that would work. Against uh, across genres for a wide audience, and I just was really impressed with it. Yeah, and yeah, so I think seeing it in a live action movie from J.J. Abrams, where you probably have like, I think it can make it work. They can make it work if they really want to. From what I heard, they're they're having they're they're bringing it like sort of Native American versus American. I'm the American side is like some Asian guy in the city. We'll see what happens. Johnny Depp stars. You know, I want <laughs> Native Johnny American Depp.
1: Girl. i it That's before.
3: Eddie Not Redmayne. as Native American Girl. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> what anyway. you got? Anything Any else? Anything else? You are, say? Are, you, are you done? Uh, are you done congratulating Michael Shintai? even though, you know, he's, he might hear it. He's going to listen to this. You just tell him. You just tell him you <laughs> loved it. Just tell him, good job.
3: Should, I, I think I've already told him on multiple podcasts today that I like it. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well, one more accolade. I'm sure he'll like it. I have his
3: autograph from his uh his... 45 minute film garden of words that came out in the early 2010s he was at anime expo in that year and i got that and it's in my i, I was looking for it where is it i don't know where it is i think it might i was wondering downstairs. why you're
2: looking at the wall i was like what's
3: going yeah on? i was looking i was like is it here it's like no it's yeah, not is, here it's, it's, what does
2: I star wars have to wall? do with
3: yeah <laughs> i remember that no i think it's downstairs okay all right nick it's funny i got else? his autograph before i actually liked any of his movies <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I'm glad I finally liked one of like his movies. The movies were like fine. They're okay. They they looked pretty, but like they never really clicked with me perfectly. This this one though really did. Okay. Well, groovy. All right, Nick. Anything I'm still else to say 10. about that thing? Are you you don't gonna care? watch this? No. no, he's not
1: gonna watch this. No. No need to put it on a scale. No. Oh,
3: God, God, Nick. I don't understand. Why would I? <laughs> be open to new story experiences, Nick.
1: I've given multiple ones of
3: these a chance. (laughs) They're not the same. They're different. They're all different, Nick. That's like saying, I've already watched the movie. I'm not going to give another one a shot. Nothing. Nothing? Got nothing. All right. Well, shut
2: it down. All right. Dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We definitely appreciate it. Also, uh, you should harass Nick to try more anime. Do different things. Uh, I'm sure he would love it. We would appreciate it. Also LRM has other great content on the website Other great podcasts Other great articles for you to read Learn about, learn some stuff learn, learn about what's going on in the entertainment industry it's Super cool, it's super fun Other than that, Nick Dahl Where can you be found?
1: At Nick on Twitter I write for the website, especially if there's an article about Dom Shrine I'm all over that shit um, And uh, I'm also on Marvel Multiverse Mondays My other show
3: Also, Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my novels written under the name AJ Serna on Amazon or Audible. Fantastic.
2: And you can find me on Twitter at Sir Jonesius and of course right here on Breaking the the Podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Hasta la
3: Mission accomplished.